Hi, I'm Curtis. Hello, I'm Melissa. Hola, bonjour. Hello, I'm Connor. And welcome to Le What's Happening <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, wait. You think I would know Mate, how to do this? You think it's after just... all this time that we would know what we're doing? Welcome to the What's Happening podcast. <laughs> Uh, turn that up there I'm not sure why it, it started was, yeah, so I didn't know if it was really low um, yeah. I couldn't be bothered fixing it so we're just going to live with that Okay, that's the way it is um, guys how are we welcome to the what's happening podcast what is happening that's the question what is going on with the start of this podcast I want to okay. start again but I don't do you know no, what I mean we'll mess. just we'll crack on uh, so season 5 episode 14 guys how are we doing was it last week's episode not 14 or the week before that was not episode 14 um, I don't know I was joking I don't like, don't go but this is Sorry. an episode of yeah. season 5 yeah Whichever one it is, we're not 100% sure. But How are we all? You've got a I'm nice exactly. little tan going. I know, but I think it's fake tan. Oh. I don't know if it's real or How not. How do you not know? Well, I applied fake tan, but oh. then it definitely, like, the fake tan definitely wore off and a real tan started to appear. But, yeah. like, part of it's fake and part of it's real. So, tell me this. Liv is getting some beds. We're going to win holiday this weekend. Surely, what's the point? Now it defeats the purpose, is it not? Like, why are you getting some beds before you oh, go away on holiday? To like prep the skin, yeah. I think. People say like you, you you do like a wee sort of primer in right. the sun beds, and then by the you've got a wee tan going already. I and used then by to the time do, you go on uh, holiday, you're years ago, but I haven't really done any in years because people really frown upon them. Now. I hate them, but I, 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 I totally understand why you would do one before holidays because not seeing the sun in. Like yeah. what feels like years, yeah. you, you might get burnt. Whereas if you give yourself like maybe two minutes on the sunbeds and three minutes, you'll kind of skip the burning. Yeah, because that's you're fair only enough. exposing yourself to so little. Obviously, in, we don't recommend them. In but. fairness, at this age, you would think we know that, but I can't tell you a summer holiday I've ever been on where I haven't spent at least one day fried. I mean, you I know, can't like bright wear it. red. Cannot wear. It. Um, lovely tan, Melissa. Well, yeah, I don't really have a tan. I don't really think I do because there was no sunbathing. Like no. it was you still celebrations get a tan, the whole time. I had full face of makeup on. I did get a little tan on my face, which is weird because I had SPF fifty on, then a full face of makeup on all of the days. Um, but the sun seemed to still get through it, which I didn't realize it could do. So I've got a little bit of color, but I would like to think Scott and I are going to go away after his fight, and I'd yeah. like to think. There'll be plenty That's of sunbathing the men, then, yeah. and I'll be properly tanned. Here's a question, right? Because I'm obviously not a makeup wearer, and mm-hmm. I don't know about yourself, Connor. Maybe, maybe only you are weekends, only at the weekends. Um, see, in a really hot climate, is wearing makeup not the most uncomfortable Horrible. thing? Yeah, it feels like it's going to melt off your face. Does it? Yeah, I've always wondered that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's just it feels like in in because you'll be sweaty and stuff. Yeah, like your like, makeup does mm-hmm. melt. Yeah, you Ugh. know, your makeup bag, all your products are a lot runnier in the heat. Yeah, so. It, it literally melts off your face. See, I've always but just you've got to set it well. I've always wondered about that because the time we went for the photo shoot a couple of weeks ago, we got a light dusting of something on the face. What was that? Uh, uh, foundation. Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. But I could feel that. Foundation. Yeah. We even yeah. a powder as well. Yeah. That's what it was like a powdery thing. But I could feel that on my face all day. Yeah. Horrible. And that was just like a layer, like a layer of. Is it? Is it heavy on your face? Depends what products you use. Okay. Like there are products that feel really heavy and gross on the face, but then I would stay away from those. Like I like products that give me the coverage that I want, but feel lightweight on the skin. I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel my foundation on my face. So I I use products that I've tried and tested that aren't heavy, but there are some that do feel really heavy. And don't get me wrong. It's like when a girl gets home from a night out, she's like, and you get my eyelashes off or like you just want to rub your eyes and rub your mascara off, things like that. See? 
Isn't this interesting? It is. This See, was a, a thing that we talked about in the last episode. Me and Curtis do a YouTube video with you asking <laughs> these questions. Yeah. <laughs> Your makeup questions answered. Does it feel like it's going to melt? What I wanted to know is, is it, it heavy? If you wear really, really heavy makeup, can you feel it crack? Like, does no. it dry? You can't feel it crack then? Do you know, like, if you were to frown or laugh or something? No. I feel like you could feel it crack. No, it's not like that. So it's not like cement. Why don't I do face makeup on both of you and then you can have all these questions answered for yourself? We can just do it ourselves, yeah. Okay, Uh, Right, okay, so that's the opening sequence of the podcast then. That went down a road I didn't expect (laughs) it to go down. But here we are. Uh, So on today's episode, what we're talking about is uh, something that we've managed to go five seasons and 13 (laughs) episodes into season five without talking about. It's our actual jobs. Yeah. Um, So for as long as we've been doing this podcast, there's people have been messaging us to the Instagram page and saying, I'd love you to do an episode on how you get into radio and how you get into like social media, which is Melissa's forte, the music industry, which is Connor's forte, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, And we've just never done it. And we feel like now is a good time to do it. Five seasons down the line, yeah. Because not not because we're struggling for content, no, not no, at all. No, mate, we were struggling for content after after like the first five episodes. Yeah. I mean, we were in the middle of a pandemic. Let's be honest. Yeah. But um, now we're not. So uh, yeah, we're going to do that today. So uh, we're going to just chat a little bit briefly about our journeys into it. We've got you to send us some questions on Instagram. So we'll try our best to answer those as well. I do think it's worth pointing out we are by no means experts. No, well. No. And I think a lot of it, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like a lot of this kind of job you just fall into and don't really yeah, realize. Yeah, definitely. There's no like one, and we'll like talk about it a little bit more, but there's no like one route the into the media. The routes differ a lot, yeah. which yeah. I, I think can be like overwhelming because you're like, wait, so, so there's no one to tell me how to do it. But I actually think on the flip side, that's the really nice part about it because there are literally so many ways a million and, one and ways, ways that yeah. don't even exist yet that could be your way into radio. But obviously mm-hmm. there's like uni courses and stuff where you can give yourself the best possible preparation. Yeah. But it doesn't mean a job at the end of it, you know. So uh, no. yeah, we'll get a bit into that later on. Uh, but the first thing we got to do is, uh, I'm going to do quiz today. I've got a quiz ready to go. And we need a listener of the week. Is your quiz better than my last one? Do you know what? I had the best quiz in mind, but I just didn't have time to prep it. The quiz that I was going to do just wasn't actually a quiz. Yeah. It was like an innuendo bingo kind of thing. Okay. But I just didn't have time to prep it. So I've kind of come back with a half fast quiz at the minute. And the next time I do a quiz, because this was kind of short notice. Yeah. uh, The next time I do a quiz, I can guarantee you it will be a banger. Okay, man. Uh, I've um, got a bit idea for a quiz as well. Uh, yes, we've got two listeners of the week. Uh, thank you so much to Ella Stevenson, who followed us over on the What's Happening podcast. Thanks, Ella. And uh, we've got Phil from North Wales. He said, hi, just listened to your latest episode. I was introduced to Cool FM first, but nothing beats listening to you guys. I know a few people from Northern Ireland sending love to those I know over there and you guys of course as well hoping to return to Belfast real soon for a visit keep the podcasts coming they are brilliant to listen on my journeys to work thank you so much get yourself back to Belfast at some point we miss you so we do we absolutely miss you of course you can be listener of the week next week if you want or not next week but on the next episode of Melissa how can somebody be Listener of the week. Many, 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 many ways. All you have to do really is send us a wee message on our Instagram. But the other ways are over on Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a review. Five stars would be amazing. You can write something nice. Tell us your name. And the same over on Spotify now as well. 
Yeah, uh, Spotify, you can't leave a message, unfortunately. Just a nice wee five-star review. If you hit that, the five stars, that's great. If you are on Apple Podcasts and you want to leave us a, a like a message around, that'd be lovely. But also hit subscribe, because that way you will know. You'll be the first person to know when a new episode's out. And what more could you want in life than that? Do you know? It's yeah. like being part of the A-team. Yeah. It's like so it is. Um, anyway... Moving on. So it's been a couple of weeks since we have uh, since we've actually been in the room with each other. To be fair, and a lot has gone down. So who wants to go first, Melissa? You've had quite a busy week. Yeah, highlight, highlights of the last sort of two weeks. Then um, I'll have to go into my stories archive to remember what's been going on. Okay, but I will say, obviously, I can remember what I've been up to most recently because I've been in Italy. Oh, I wish I had some nice Italian music ready to go. Yeah, so do. Well, you don't. Stick uh, on Gigi D'Agostino there. Wait, that's not, Ita- <laughs> not yeah, Italian. Yeah, he's Italian. Music, yeah. Um, Have we been on since I went go karting? No, no, no. Let's hear about that. Okay. Okay. Fight, by the that way. was really good. Right, so. Scott and I were supposed to have a date day because contrary to popular opinion, even though we live together, we literally barely see each other. It's crazy. We just, we are ships in the night the way our schedules are. Yeah. So we often like to do little date days. And one Saturday I kind of said, what are you up to today? And I was like, Scott says we're going to have a date day. He hasn't told me what we're going to do, but he's going to plan something. Mm-hmm. I got home and he's like, I'm so sorry. Uh, can you get ready? I have to go to a jiu-jitsu competition. <laughs> How can he forget this? This is exactly what I said. How, how, like that's because that's the second or third time. It happens all the time. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot I have to fight somebody today. He's but he's literally that busy that he forgets, and it's so funny because we turn up to these things and people are prepping in their gyms for this like all week long, like trying to cut to the right way. He's just like. They just had a Mars bar and he didn't have a bath. <laughs> so I didn't mean to swear there. Sorry. But no, that's actually literally it. Only he didn't need to sweat out anything this time because he's currently cutting weight for yeah. his next fight. So he was on weight anyway, thankfully. So it was in Yuri, which is such a trek. But I was like, get yeah, fine, whatever. I knew we'd have, like, we'd do something the rest of the day, maybe go to the cinema or whatever. And it was fine. I'm not going to mm-hmm. tell him we can't go. So went out to Yuri. He. Came first in, what are they called? The absolutes. But he didn't come first in his own round. But anyway, brought a gold medal home, which yeah. is great. And then after he was like, here, do you want to go go-karting? There's this go-karting place in Yuri. And I was like, is there? But when I got there, I realized I'd been there before. It is amazing. It's one of Europe's biggest tracks. I went okay. years ago with Youth Club. Yeah. And we did the, like, the Grand Prix race. It's all indoors. And they are like on hills and you go under and over and there's three different tracks so we did two of the different tracks I won of course you did let me repeat that I won did you win whenever we went as well no, no she finished last Scott said to me Scott was like what the heck you were so fast I yeah. was so shocked I laughed him did you yeah I laughed him now he actually got after I laughed him he ended up getting the fastest lap Uh huh. but I I literally did more laps than him. Did so. he get an extra point because he got a fastest lap? Yeah, but that's I, the way it works in F1. I still did. Uh, I still. You still beat him. I still beat him okay. twice in two different tracks, um, which felt good. It felt good that I could get on the podium, and it felt good to impress my boyfriend. You know, because he really was trying. It's nice when you impress them three years on. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so we trick up the sleeve yeah. to yeah. kick your ass at Carton. <laughs> it was so fun. Like we have to go to that one. Yeah, I I kind of forgot it existed, and it, like every time we go to another one, I always think, oh, it's not as good as that one I went to when I was a kid. But I never actually remembered where it was. Now I know exactly where it is. It's so good. I was in bits the next day. Like yeah. my back. 
my neck. Because like, you're throwing around yes. in your seat. Yeah. And the thing is, I think that's like, I don't care. I don't care if I get thrown out of the cart. I want to win. Yeah. As well, like, ram into a wall, no bother. I'll just be fine. Whiplash the next day. So, <laughs> do you know what? That is, do you remember the time we went to the uh, Carton and Eddie Irvine's? Irvine's, yeah. And we ended up doing, so we did the Carton and then we did the driving simulator after. So if you're not sure what this is, you put the VR headset on, you get into the Formula One simulator and you race each other. Mm -hmm. And I remember like taking it seriously again around the track and next thing (laughs) from the right hand side, which was grass, right across the front of me, (laughs) this pink car goes flying. And I just remember going, who's in the pink car? And Melissa's like, yeah, that's me. Not even on the track, just from the grass right across the track to the other side. However you can win. So you do it not only in the VR simulators, but in the actual carts as well. In real life. I I don't want to be on the same road as me. (laughs) I said to Scott, don't worry about it. I've got 10 years driving experience. That's why I beat you. (laughs) But then he said when he got it, he was driving, when he got into his own car, it felt so weird. Mm -hmm. Because we both drive automatic. And in the go-kart, you have to use your left foot to brake. Whereas yeah. obviously yeah. everything in, in the car is just right fit. And he was like, this is so weird. This is so confusing. Here's a question. See, whenever, you know, before the race starts and you're sitting there at the lights, did he crane his neck to look? I, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't even looking at him. I was in the zone, so don't worry. I found myself doing that the last, like, over you're the last so couple of You're so conscious of it now, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just thinking, this is giving Melissa the, the ick right now. If she was in the car with me, she'd be sitting going, eh. <laughs> So yeah, that was actually so good. And we were just going to go home and chill, but it was such a nice day. So we went to the shop, we bought um, disposable barbecues and we went to the beach and we had like a barbecue on the beach. It was phenomenal. But those disposable barbecues are a little bit stressful because they sometimes don't light. So They're wick, aren't they? Yeah. I actually find them easier to light than a normal barbecue. Really? So we actually bought a barbecue. Well, maybe it's because it's so windy at the beach. Possibly. Do you know like one of those half barrel ones? Yeah. So we have one of them and we stuck a load of coal in and got the lighter fluid and it just wouldn't take. So in the end, we just went, let's just get a disposable one and put it on the grill so it looks like we're barbecuing. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that. Um, yeah, I find the like normal barbecue so much more stressful. Well, this this was stressful. Because it was at the beach, probably windy, you're right. Very windy and it says you have to wait 20 minutes to the flames stop and the coals turn grey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We waited about an hour, but we got there in the end. And the biggest, the biggest and best thing I did was bring halloumi, barbecued halloumi. Yes, phenomenal. And also, I did something really smart. We got these um, chicken skewers, Mm -hmm. and I pre-cooked them in the oven, so they just needed heated. Oh, smart! While we were waiting on the burgers to cook, because they took a while. Just on the subject of halloumi, right? Halloumi is obviously a type of cheese. I was having a conversation with somebody about this the other day. Is there a food in the world that isn't enhanced by cheese? Because I don't think there is. That's a good point. Cheese with everything. Everything mm. Italian for sure. Yeah, Bit yeah. Of cheese on it, amazing. But whatever, um, like, there's all like there's a million different kinds of cheese. So whatever you are eating, there is a cheese for it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. There's plenty something to think about. Plenty I eat without cheese, but I I can't fully argue with your point because you're probably right. Just something to think about. Anyway, take that home with you. I got my nails done. Lovely, lovely. For Italy, because the home of Limoncello. Mm-hmm. Limoncello. They call it Limoncino in some parts what, of Italy. What, what colour is that? Yellow. Did you find out what colour red and green mix? <laughs> Here, I actually did I actually did go to the shop. Oh, did you? Yeah. She went to B&Q okay. and bought paint, just like no, the spike I went, collar. I went to B&M and I was looking at the paints and I was like, they look like rubbish quality, so I didn't <clears> pick them up. Okay. But I still might. 
Okay. It still might. It's not because there's happen. no way blue and whatever thing. makes that colour. See, because see because it's for the podcast, if you go and um, like buy those paints, you'll be able to claim the VIP no. back on it. Yeah. So you know, business expense. It'd be like business expense. So anyway, then we went to Italy. And, oh! Well, we thought we were going to miss our flights. I'm not going to lie. It's a nightmare at the minute, they isn't it? They text and said, be there three and a half hours early. Three and a half hours? Right. So we were supposed to be at the airport for... Right, our flight was at five. Somebody figure that out. We're supposed to be half so one, right? Yeah. yeah. So essentially supposed to leave at like half eleven. Yeah. We were in Victoria Square at half eleven. Oh buying Scott's holiday clothes. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh huh. We we were like we're gonna miss our flights because we were only getting there like one hour and forty five minutes early. Right. Um. But things needed to be done. So we were in Victoria Square at half eleven buying Scott's holiday clothes. Then we then came home. You give ourselves thirty minutes to pack. Things oh needed done, God. Melissa. You knew that you've been going to this wedding for the last nine Don't months. Don't forget, she only booked the, the accommodation the week before. Are you surprised? You stressed me out so much. Anyway, didn't miss our flight. So that genuinely is the busiest I've ever seen in airport. Yeah. However, everything moves relatively quickly. We didn't get fast pass because you could only book fast pass on the app. But by the time I knew that, it was too late you, to book it. You can't book it anymore because I've I'm going to Dublin on Saturday. You oh, can really? only it's closed now unless you have booked it before January this year. Right, they're well, keeping we the bookings. Yeah. But if you haven't booked it, so we couldn't book it. Book it, it but let me it. tell you. Busy, busy, busy airport. But bag drop stood in a long queue, but it only took 10 minutes because okay. I, I was like, I'm timing this so I can tell people. Yeah. And then security was a 35 minute queue. But sure, like, you've got two hours to play with. So yeah. that was still fine. Yeah, but you don't want to spend your two hours standing in a queue. Oh. I know, but I didn't. Know? I spent 40 minutes all together. And had I been there three and a half hours early, I'd have been fuming. Mm. Been the fuming. thing I like about Dublin, though, is there's a wee sign that says, like there's signs all the way down and it says from this point you are this amount of time away from security from this point you're this in Belfast you don't have oh, that you've no, just got there was like there no signs like that in Dublin oh was there not no, there was whenever the I was there I think I, I genuinely have never seen an unless they turned them off like, don't know when you're yeah, getting through mate yeah. but it, it, it was like we ended up being in this you know when you get to security and you're in the slowest queue because there's like people in front of you who don't know how to go through security yes. yeah. I always seem to be in that one twice I honestly think we could have been 25 minutes to 30 minutes had we been in one of the better queues mm. so it all depends so even though there's a lot of people I, I think two hours is plenty we were nowhere near missing our flight our yeah. flight was actually delayed by half an hour and they brought sniffer dogs out to smell all our bags it was so exciting <laughs> wow so exciting. so exciting it was so cool I was like ooh a little bit of excitement the thing is though like it Yes, it's exciting, and, and like I've never had drugs in my bag, so like I, I should in theory have nothing <laughs> yeah. to worry yeah. about. But you still get so nervous yeah. when the dogs yeah. are on. You're like, what if somebody's like yeah. put something in my bag? Or the other thing is like you and me, Connor. Like we spend a lot of time in nightclubs working and stuff like that, and people in nightclubs are known to take yeah. substances. Yeah. And I'm yeah. kind of like, what if I've set my bag on like the ground where somebody's dumped something, and now my bag smells like I that know. to yeah. a dog? That's like, so true. The thing as well with like security, they always ask you, has anyone? Like packed or been in your bag without your knowledge. And I was like, well, well I would I know. know? Yeah. If it's without my knowledge, how would I know? Yeah, exactly. Do you know what? Stupid do, question. Do you know what happened to me at security last week? Right. Do you know the way when you're waiting for your wee tray to come through, mm-hmm. it'll either come straight down here or like shift it across to the lane where your bag needs to get checked. So on my flight last week, it got shifted across to the lane where it needed to get checked. Right. There's four people in front of me and only one girl doing it. Right. So it fi- I waited like ten minutes. Finally, got up to the thing and she was like, "Is this your bag?" And I went, "Yeah." And she handed it to me. And I went, you're not going to look through it? She's like, no, it came down the wrong lane. Oh, for goodness sake. I was like, so you just made me wait, wait there. Yeah. 
They, they did that for my blazer. Not my, my bag came through <laughs> the right lane and my blazer on its own. I was like, what do you think's in that? Swab test. But I... I the girl wanted to ask where you got. Sw- yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> and I got stopped for... She was like, random search because the alarm went off and the beeper. And I was like, every time I go through these things, I get stopped. It's so annoying. But anyway, we made it to Pisa and we spent the first day actually in Pisa time. Gotta say, uh, I hope this isn't controversial. I think people would agree. Lean into our Pisa. Nice to have seen it. But it's not, it's not all, all cracked. Is like, pizza where pizza was made? I don't think so. Okay. I think it is. Is really? it? I'm nearly sure. I, don't know. I didn't know that. Anyway, the Lean and Tower pizza, like, nice to have seen it, but it's not like the Eiffel Tower. I would go back and see the Eiffel Tower time and time again. I think mm. it's so magical. Lean and Tower pizza, not so much. How has it not fallen over yet? They have reinforced it a couple of years ago. I would imagine oh, okay. so, yeah. yeah. Uh, pizza was made in Naples. Oh, there you go, though. Why was it, like, why why is it not called Nap- Nap- Naples? Nap- Never mind. Okay. We're dangerously close to the word nipple here and I don't want to... <laughs> you just said it. So anyway, we spent the first day wandering around Pisa and then we went up into the hills where oh, our accommodation good. was. Now, it was stunning, like up in the Tuscan hills. Wine I've, country. I've never seen anything like it. Like it was like a Pinterest board or like a movie. So that night was the night before the wedding. Mm-hmm. So there were like um, night before drinks in this beautiful hotel, like this buffet. Look at this fruit. How stunning. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Mm. And there were loads of, loads of other food, but I only took a picture of the fruits. And then look at our breakfast in the morning. It was like coming down into a movie. Isn't that amazing? Nice. That does look so, so nice. It's just like a movie. So it was truly magical from start to finish. Um, and I, we, we drank for three days straight. <laughs> I, I'm not joking. That's what it's all about, though. Like, you, we started on the wine for night before drinks the next day so the wedding wasn't until four which was genius because at 12 o'clock in the day I can't even explain to you how hot it was mm-hmm. like sweating when you walked outside I think their heat, uh, pizza was having a heat wave what kind of temperatures week. are you talking like 30s 30s wow into the 30s 34 degrees in London on Friday oh. no. see yeah. 34 degrees in the Tuscan Hills is lovely 34 degrees in London is <laughs> yeah. hell Grim. That is we don't hell. have the facilities in the aircon to deal with no, that at no. least they do in Italy so the day of the wedding absolutely beautiful I can't, I can't even share a picture yet she has not had her phone for like a week so she hasn't posted no, anything but you've got a photo now of the wedding. Yeah. Do you want to see it? Yeah, let's see. I'm oh, enjoying I'm this little... Us getting a BTS. I know, I'm enjoying this little behind the Do scenes you like and music. Do you know stuff? what's cool? See the fact that we've just completely given up on editing this thing and we're just winging it. We can yeah. now use music because yeah. it, we don't cut it. Do you know? Right, so this is them this... on the balcony. It looks like Romeo and Juliet. Oh. That's the villa that the wedding was in. Whose wedding was it, if you don't mind me asking? Or Our can you say? Our friends from uh, the gym. This is a setting. Okay. Wow. From the gym in Dublin that we used to go to. Is that was that Ray? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, the gym in Dublin we used to oh, go to. Okay, this gym Scott used to work in, so Scott used to train them both. Yeah. And then they did like this uh, traditional Italian cake, so they made the cake in front of us, and oh. it was all pastry, cream, um, chocolate chips, raspberries. And look oh at the God. look at the chef wearing like the proper chef's yeah, hat. Yeah, and that's like, their kids like helping. It was so. That cute. is exactly what you expect Italy to be, isn't yeah, it? And yeah. I'm not joking. That cake was phenomenal. Scott and I were like, oh, we don't like cream. Like, we're not going to like this. We both went back for seconds. <laughs> I've never I've never at a wedding seen the whole cake be eaten. Yeah. The whole cake. Was Gone. Eaten. It was phenomenal. Bang. The thing is, Italians love to eat as well. Like, yeah. if you left some of that cake, they'd probably be yeah, offended. Be, yeah. This is day two. Look! Is that a wee ice cream fan? Yes. Oh, class. Isn't that amazing? 
Um, this is just like part of the venue. Like the it's gorgeous, isn't it? it? Was, I am super jealous. Like it was honestly like beautiful. Let See, me- whenever somebody says to me about going to a wedding, I dread it. Right? I don't know about you, but I just dread it because there's such a long day. Yeah. But for that, I would be there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What do you say? This is. She just shared this, but she hasn't actually posted it. This is a bride and the little flower girls. Aww, Isn't that so cute? cute. Anyway, it was, uh, it was just, it was beautiful. And we had a lot of alcohol, as I said. Um, and yeah, it was it was great. I've got, I feel like I've been talking for ages, so I don't know if I should tell you this part of the story on or Do it anyway. the podcast. You're grand. You're going to love it. Mm-hmm. Because it is so <laughs> me. All right. So... We were, is that the Italian bit over or are we still? Uh, it's still Italian. Okay, yeah. no, okay. I'll this then. So. <laughs> how, long, how long is it? I think it's like four <laughs> hours worth of music. So, Melissa, just sort of fill your boots there, you know? So, you know how I booked the accommodation really late? Yeah. They didn't take payment for the accommodation. So, when I arrived, I was like, when do I pay? And she was like, oh, when you check out. And I was like, okay, no problem. Um, and I was like, we're staying for three nights. No, she said, you're staying for two nights. And I was like, no, 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 three, 10th, 11th, and 12th. Yeah. And she was like, oh, yes, okay, okay. And we went up to our room, checked in, blah, blah, blah. So on the day two of the wedding, because we were actually staying at the venue, on day two of the wedding, we were like all dressed up, got them to order us a taxi and we're running down to get the taxi because they told us it was waiting outside. We came downstairs and they're like, bye. Oh, you have to pay. And we were like, ah, we'll pay some tomorrow when you check out. And she was like, no, 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 you check out now. And oh we were like, my God. like I'm in heels, a right. dress. It is boiling it's the hottest part of the day it's like 12 o'clock and I was like uh what what do you mean I'm like my clothes are everywhere upstairs like the room's a mess what do you mean you check out now she's like you stay for two nights you have to pay you 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 have to leave and we were like we can't leave I got my emails up I was like I booked for the 10th 11th and 12th this lady's speaking to someone on the phone in Italian like and she's like no I have a wedding 40 guests arriving you have to leave and Scott and I are looking at each other like Oh my goodness, what are we going to do? But the night before uh, Stephen and Jill, the bride and groom, had said to us, here, stay at the villa. There's actually a spare room. Okay. And I didn't want to because I had a full face of makeup on. Had I known, I would have packed an overnight bag and of course stayed late. But we stayed at 2am. I felt we stayed late enough. Mm. Um, I just, as a girl, Liv and Ashley will understand, you just want to go home and get your makeup off. There's nothing worse than waking up with a full face of makeup on. As, yeah. as we've already discussed at the start yeah. of the podcast, yeah. it just it starts to feel cross <laughs> the bed sheets. You feel it on your face that morning. So I literally go to Scott, uh, ring Stephen and see if that room's still available for tonight because we might be staying there. Mm. And they were like, <clears throat> it was so funny because she went from like, you have to leave, you have to leave. Scott rang Stephen and he was like, yeah, of course, like come here, it's fine. Um, we ran upstairs I'm not joking scooped everything in the room into the suitcase there was no packing no order I'm still in heels at this point and w- the taxis outside by the way they just they leave the meters running where they come from <laughs> so like if they come from Pisa up into the hills they leave the meter running there then they leave it on outside so I think the meter was at like 55 euro by the time we got into it um, before we'd even went anywhere. Oh my Jesus. God. So Scott was like, hurry up, the meter's running. And yeah. I was like, I don't want to forget anything. Like, I, my PJs are under the pillow. All The toothbrushes, we nearly forgot those. Anyway, then when we were leaving, she was like, 
Thank you so much for staying with us. Did you enjoy your stay? Here's a bottle of wine. You're kicking like, us out? You kicked us out. Obviously, I wasn't. I was like, yeah, it was so lovely. Thanks so much. <laughs> She's like, sorry for the confusion. She literally went from, you have to leave. Yeah. To as soon as we were like, we will leave, to sorry for the confusion. So did you pay for three nights? No, because obviously we paid when we were checking out. So we only paid for two. Okay. So all's well that ends well. Yeah. Also, when we'd finally sorted accommodation, she was like, my brother has a and b And we were like, it'll be literally further up into the hills. Yeah. So we'll just go down to where the wedding was. I think it worked out for the best because then we were in the day two, day two venue all day. We didn't mm-hmm. have to leave after the pool party. We stayed into the evening. We were able to go to bed. Like it worked out brilliantly, but very luckily because... <laughs> Could have been a disaster. Um, I would like to confirm that I did book it for three nights. Okay. I do have the email to prove it. Okay. But so you weren't the issue. No. I wasn't going to argue with someone when there's such a language barrier, yeah, and yeah. we did have a second solution. So yeah. thank okay. goodness it worked out. Well, Although done. I will say you're not surprised because <laughs> I'm sure you're not. <laughs> it would only happen to you. Like. It was it was intense, but anyway, it still worked out great. And then we flew home the next day, and. That was it. I've sort of just been home a day or two, came in here for some training, back back to porridge, back to healthy oh. eating because Scott's cutting weight for a fight. Now, he did drink alcohol while he was away and he didn't think he was going to, but it was kind of unavoidable. Yeah. But it was great. I consumed a lot of wine. So he knows when this, this fight is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're all I good. love the fact that you and him are just so, like, <laughs> chill about everything and just take it as it comes. I couldn't live my what life. What like I couldn't. You should know when you're fighting. Yeah. When you're fighting another human being, that should be something that's in your calendar. Like <laughs> He does know. This is, he knows when his big MMA fights are. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu competitions, they're like low-key. Yeah. You know. <laughs> when is his next big fight? 23rd of July. Can we come? Yeah. When is? Where is it? The Devonish. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's for the belt. For the oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. We should go to that. Yeah, absolutely. Will you be here? Uh, 23rd of July? Yeah. Let me... Of course Connor knows. I wouldn't know. That's what I was asking. I, I want to see if he's planned that far I ahead. I am here, but I'm in secrets that night. But oh. I can record the radio show and go to the gig and then go to sleep. Because what time is the fight likely well, to be? Well, here, I actually don't know if you will be able to because he's the co-main event, so it's the latest one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, so I don't start won't. in secrets until 12. He probably won't be on okay. until 11. Melissa just doesn't want me to be there. It's no, fine. he probably won't. Right. Last okay. time he literally didn't. Do you remember me texting you? I don't it's know okay. if I did. And he didn't come on to like half 11. Yeah. He was supposed to be on at 8. Okay. So I mean, that's my bedtime. So these things run late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I just... Half 11's my bedtime. Preempting. Preempting. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's it. For you. Sorry, I know it was a long story. What a big week. Yeah. What a big week for Melissa. What yeah. about you, mate? Do you want to go? Um, yeah, I'll go. I So a few things have happened, but there's only one thing I want to talk about. Yeah. So there is because oh, last week I went to Silverstone Racecourse in England, not only to um, drive an Aston Martin around the track, but also ended up in the car with actual Sebastian Vettel, yeah. which was the most mental thing I have ever experienced um, so basically how this came about right I was doing a bit of work for Peroni mm-hmm. um, Peroni Ireland and they are bringing the Aston Martin Formula 1 car to Belfast it's actually by the time this comes out it'll be in Belfast Yeah, you can go and look at it it's in um, 
what do you Cathedral call it? Quarter? St- St. Anne's Square. St. Anne's. Yeah. So it's in St. Anne's Square. You can go down. If you're over 18, you can try a wee Peroni 0.0%. I don't know why. Why 0.0% beer over I've 18? I've worked in Peroni before. They are very fussy about the regulations. And even though it's 0% alcohol, you still have to be over 18. But all beers, I've, know known, I've, I've since looked into it, and all 0% beers are over 18. Mm. Maybe and it's because wonder- they're manufactured in the same place. Possibly. I'm wondering know. if it's because it's like someone goes, oh, they I like the taste be- of that. I'm going to have the real thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Um, but the Peroni one is lovely, but I don't know if you've tried it. Is yeah, your point? it's really it's good. It's so good. Tastes um, exactly the same. So yeah, basically they're bringing the Formula One car to Belfast. It's here now um, up until Sunday. So if you want to go down, it's in that Square. I must tell Square. Scott. Have a look at it. It's amazing. Like, so we got to walk around the car and stuff like that. I wasn't allowed to get into it. I wanted to climb into it, but they wouldn't let me, understandably. Um, That's annoying. I went to see Top Gun Maverick and they let me get on the motorbike. I don't think that was an actual... Like, <laughs> Minding you up. An actual motorbike. Um, well, no, it obviously was an yeah, actual, was motorbike, an actual but, motorbike. but it wasn't um, the actual motorbike. So yeah, we got to walk around the car and stuff and the premise was I would get to do a thing called the Aston Martin driving experience. Yeah. So Aston Martin's based at Silverstone. They've got a load of Vantages sitting there. Do you know the Vantage? So you, oh the yeah. the brand of car yeah yeah so you turn up right and they've just got six of them parked there okay it's like and a they walk quid. they walk this round them and uh, the guy was like these are the ones you're going to be driving now they're the they're the like standard showroom model <laughs> and I was kind of like okay you say standard showroom model how much we're we talking yeah and he goes one hundred and fifty thousand pounds <laughs> per car and that is the bare bones of the car. Oh right. God. So there was two other ones sitting there. There was the Vantage F1 edition, which is beautiful, and then there was the F1 safety car, okay, which is a Vantage as well. Uh, so we got to drive the standard showroom edition round round the track, which was amazing. Um, that was supposed to How be. How fast did you go? <clears throat> I got it up to 120. Right. So it's not a massive, massive track. Um, it's like you're on a test track that's inside the actual Silverstone track. And do they tell you where you should, like, break and where Yeah, you yeah. So the stuff's actually on the side of the track. There's, like, we like, signs that yeah. say break oh, wow. and stuff, okay. yeah. Um, so <laughs> the instructors... I did this... This was the second part of the day, right? So the first part of the day was it was supposed to go... We do a driver safety briefing. We do driving the advantages and then interview Sebastian Vettel, right? But we had to go through the safety briefing and all that stuff. But before that... The guy came out days and he was like, uh, go and grab a helmet there from inside. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what are we doing that for? Sure, we're not driving the cars till later on. He goes, no, no, you're going in the car with Seb now. Yeah. So I didn't know that was happening. And like, I'm telling you, I nearly cried. <laughs> I ne- Like, I text you guys in the I group chat. I don't Like, I text you guys in the group chat. I was like, we are going in the car with yeah. Seb. Like, when would you ever get to do that? No, I think it's unreal. It was the most incredible thing. So, um, yeah, got the helmet on, all that stuff, and then the Vantage F1 edition pulled up literally at the at the door we were at. Well, can I ask, what did you say to him? I can't even remember. The whole thing was a blur. Just blacked out. Like, I, I chatted with him. I was chatting away with him. Like, he's such a nice guy. So, so down to earth. Like, so down to earth. I'm quite um, sure you said well, mate, because a lot of the time when you and Connor are having a conversation, the word mate floats yeah, around probably. a lot. Yeah. I probably called him mate, yeah. yeah. We are close personal friends. Yeah, now, you well, know, this is it. Shared a car journey. Is, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, he was just the most incredible thing. And everybody's kind of like, was it scary? It wasn't because you're like in the knowledge that you're he's a with a Formula driver. One driver. But like the back end of the car was sliding out and Love it. like the brakes were getting slammed on. It was the most amazing thing. And the the thing that got me was he was just chatting. Mm. So like he's driving this thing around this this track at nearly like two hundred mile an hour and he's just chatting away. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, yeah, so where are you from? I was like, Oh yeah, Belfast. And he's like, Oh, I would love to go to Ireland sometime. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's like slamming in the, in the corner and the back end of the car is sliding out. And he's like, 
yeah, I cycle my bike a lot and I would love to go and do like the mountains and stuff. <laughs> like, can you keep your eyes on the road, please, mate? Um, but yeah, like just, just chatting away with them. We've got to do two laps with them around the track and um, yeah, nicest guy in the world. Yeah. Real, real down-to-earth nice guy. He was saying like... I was like, what's this like in relation to driving a Formula One car? And he's like, oh yeah, I could fall asleep in this because the Formula One car is so harsh to drive. And he's like, this here, I could just fall asleep while doing like the track. It was crazy. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so we got in the car with Sebastian Vell, which was the most mental thing. And then how many of you were there? Like how many people? There wasn't too many. So there was like, there was me and a girl, Neve. Do you you know Neve from the Belfast Telegraph? Neve uh, Campbell? No. No. Sorry, I'm trying not to make it inside. Oh, okay. So Neve, uh, Neve from the Belfast Telegraph is there and me, and we were referred to on the day as Irish media. Um, ah. So all day you were just like, it means we got first preference of everything because we had a flight to catch that day. Oh, so any, anytime something was getting done, they were like, Irish media first, because they have to go. Um, so it was me and Neve, and then there was a guy from the actual Telegraph, you know, the Telegraph newspaper, like the main one, yeah, the, the English one. one, yeah. And then another guy from a Formula One blog called WTF1. It's got like a million followers online and stuff, and so it's a pretty one big one. And these jobs where you don't actually have to do anything other than come back and talk about it on the radio? Yeah. Didn't have to do anything. Random. The only thing I had to do it's was... It's like literally what I was talking about on the podcast... Was it two weeks ago? Yeah. I feel such an obligation. They're going to want me to capture so much content. I miss the old days where you just turned up and had to mention it like the next day. Well, that was the thing. So I'd said to the guys, like, what do you need me to get? Like, do you need social content or stuff like that? And they were like, no, we've not bought any of that. Like, we're doing that when it comes to Belfast. So any social content you get, you can use for yourself. And I thought, this this is amazing because I don't have to think, right, what does Cool FM want? It's what I want it to do. So I got to make a TikTok out of it, got loads of photos. Um, it's unreal. It was honestly the most amazing thing. So we finished the the lap with Seb and stuff. Um, that's what I was going to say. It was the weirdest thing because there was us from me and Neve from here, and then the guy from the Telegraph and the guys from that blog. And I was kind of like, why us? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many other massive media yeah. outlets in the UK. Why were like me and the girl from the Belfast Telegraph the ones who got chosen to go? Yeah. Um, not complaining. Like, absolutely not. No. Um, so yeah, did that, and then afterwards we went and had the driver safety briefing. When we got into the driver safety briefing, the guy was like, "Everything you have." J-. So I, I don't think we were meant to do the laps with Seb. I think it was at all, were, or just I don't think that was meant to okay. happen because uh, whenever he comes into this, I think it was just something they were like, "Let's do that while we're here." Um, so the guy comes into the safety briefing, he's like, "Everything you've just been through, forget about it, because that's not how you're going to drive the cars." Okay. So uh, yeah, we got to drive the vantages around. Um, around the track so the guy you get an instructor he takes you out for two laps you're in the passenger seat he explains the racing lines where you brake how the car operates and stuff like that then you swap over and you just go out on the track and he is in the passenger seat telling you what to do Yeah, just saying like okay floor it and like literally they're just like they're pushing you to your limit. I'd love to do they're, that. They're not like saying, you know, take because you can buy, you can buy experiences like that. Track yeah, race, I always yeah. wanted to get it for my dad for his birthday. So I've looked into the price of the Aston Martin one because I want to do it again. Mm. Expensive, six hundred and fifty quid per person, but trust me, worth it. Yeah, absolutely worth it. Mm. Um, so, but how many laps is that? Just two. Ours was obviously cut down. Yeah, but I think the six hundred fifty pound per person is is like half a day. And I oh, think oh really? Like, I thought it was like half an hour. No, I think you go out in like three 15-minute sessions. Okay. Ah. But there's like lunch provided and all that stuff. But you're also out, like the guys that are taking you out, the instructors are professional racing drivers. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So they're telling you. And, and I was expecting him to be like, right, you take it easy around this corner. And he was like, slam the brakes on, <laughs> right tight into the corner. <laughs> and he's like, 
Do you know that? Do you know the curbs? Do you know that they call them sausage curbs? Yeah, yeah. In Formula One, so that's on the racetrack, and he's like, get right up over that curb there. And I'm, in my head, like I was saying these things to him, I was like, like if I stick my car on a curb, flip the insta- car. Yeah. Instantly in my head, I'm going, well, that's five hundred quid at the mechanics, yeah. and he's let me do it in an Aston Martin. Um, so he was on. He's like on the curbs. He was like floor it down the streets, foot to the floor. And I'm kind of going, have you seen the price of petrol? Like, and you're just letting me floor this thing? <laughs> was it automatic or manual, the car? Uh, you, you can flick between. Okay. So he said to me, do you want to do the gears? And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm just having too much fun driving yeah. it fast. But the gears are like, so there's only two pedals. You've got your accelerator and your brake. There's no clutch. Yeah. And then the gears, there'll be paddles behind the gear stick. Okay, yeah. Um, but, oh, that's what my car's like. Obviously yeah. Obviously, it's not an Aston Martin, but I don't know how to work those paddles. Yeah. So no there's idea. no there's no clutch as far as I know. You just like... No matter you, you tell by the sound of the car where it is in the in the revs, and you know mm. when to go up and down and up and down. But it, honestly, it was the there was a part where he was like, "See that S button in the steering wheel? Push that." So I did, and I was like, "What's that done?" And he goes, "That's put it into sport mode." Sport mode. And I was kind of like, "How's it not been in sport mode? I've just been like nearly dying." <laughs> it's sport mode like tightens up the suspension. Tightens and stuff. up the expansion or the suspension. And just go yeah, <laughs> but the noise yeah out of it so like. The noise of it when we were driving around before sport mode was one of the most incredible things I've ever heard. But once you flick into sport mode, it sounds like a beast and it starts like backfiring when really? you're braking and stuff. Like it was, oh me, honestly, I cannot explain. Yeah, I want to do that. It's mm. the most incredible thing. Um, yeah, so that's literally all I wanted to talk about because I haven't really taken anything <laughs> in that I've done for the rest of the week. But yeah. yeah, most amazing thing. If you are in the Formula One, the car is in Belfast this weekend. This comes out on Friday, so it's here till Sunday. St. Dan Square, go down and check it out because uh, it's cool to look around and yeah. the Peroni's nice too. And uh, the last thing was that wee picture of me and Seb in the car doing the fist bump. That that nearly made me cry. Like I was so happy when I got that because I didn't know the photographer was there. Yeah. And I thought this that's a moment that I'll never... Yeah, I'll never get you know. I'll just have it in my head, and I'll be like, "Well, that happened." Who initiated it? Did he? He initiated yeah. it, yeah. Because I was, i don't know what you're supposed to do in that situation. I don't know if you turn around and go, "Hi, you mate," and yeah. fist bump him. I was just sitting there like, "I'm in a car with Sebastian Vettel." Oh, like, what? Bless you. <laughs> what do I do? I didn't have time to think about what I was going to say because yeah. they were like, "Right, get in the car." Yeah, I was kind of like, <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. It's just like not something I ever imagined would happen. But yeah, nicest guy in the world, and that was uh, that yeah. was once in a lifetime. So listen, that mate, was if, my week. If there's anyone that I wish. Had have done it. I Me wish too. it was you. Oh, thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I mean, I'm not going to lie. If it was you, I'd be insanely jealous. I wouldn't be happy for you. <laughs> I would be happy for you. I mean, I would, but not, you know. Yeah. Anyway, how was your week? Uh, yeah, good. I I did a so AVA festival happened. Oh, two yeah. two weekends ago, wasn't it? Yeah. So I did the opening event for that. Um, I was chatting on a panel. One second. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> Apologies. I'm not editing that out, mate. Sorry, I can't be bothered. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did a, a a panel for the opening event of AVA, which was um, which was good. I'd like to do more panels. There's very limited opportunities to kind of do that sort of thing over here. Yeah. Um. So it was good. It was just talking about like artists' promotions and stuff. How an independent artist can go about getting their songs in the radio and what the whole process and stuff is. So that was good. Um. Went to uh, AVA festival on the Friday. Which was uh, it's not it's nice to have like, it festivals looked, and yeah. stuff back. It looked amazing. The, the main stage looked incredible. The visuals and everything was yeah, it was brilliant. And it like I didn't go to it last year when it was at Spoucher Road playing field. So it used to be at T13 in Titanic Quarter. Yes, and then moved from there 
to Bouchereau playing fields for one year. I th- no, sorry, moved to um, S13, wasn't S13, it? S13, the B&Q. Because that's where Cash for Kids Mission yeah. Christmas is now. <laughs> yeah. It's just such a weird thing. <laughs> so it was in there for, I think, two years and then moved to Bouchereau playing fields and then is now a Titanic quarter and just the location so, like the and surrounding. Yeah. yeah, it was brilliant. So, um, yeah, did that on the, the Friday, which was great. Um I was in London last week. Big surprise. Uh, oh, my God. So uh, one of the evenings, well, two of the evenings, I was so busy with work, I like kept the evenings free. So I just sat in the hotel, caught up on work, grabbed a bite to eat and stuff, and like I didn't go out for dinner or anything. Um, but there was this uh, restaurant that uh, a couple of friends of m- mine have told me to try on delivery called Pasta Evangelis. Oh, yes. Oh you sent the video goodness. or the photo of this. It looked amazing. It was so like it's freshly made pasta. It looked. It was like great. you can you can like taste that it's freshly made because it's like al dente and oh it was bang and it was so good. So I got that one night and then I got <clears throat> Wagamama's mm-hmm. the other night. Now I I'm trying to be good with like what I'm eating and stuff at the minute. So I checked the katsu curry because that would typically be my go-to yeah. in Wagamama's. Katsu curry is it not one of the lower? No, no, it's twelve hundred calories. I nice. said it was. Are so, you joking? So nice. Like no, I'm not getting that. Uh, yeah, so I got. Um, I did not know that. I thought like <laughs> I I've literally always... thought the katsu curry was one of their lower. No, it's twelve hundred calories. Must be made with like cream. Yeah, I'm I've always no seen Wagamama as like the healthy place to eat. Yeah. So, so like you go to that place and the knowledge you've got like what sugar rays and blue Chicago, yeah, yeah. and if you're like I don't want to feel too heavy, I'll go to Wagamama's. Yeah. Oh, That's mad. <laughs> But Isn't they do have the calories on their menu, don't they? Yeah, yeah, that's how I don't eat them like very often, but um, I really do think the katsu curry was lower. Is it maybe their noodle soup or something, their broth? It's the ramen that yeah. is lower. So yeah. I, I got the ramen. It the was, ramen's delicious. It was like 500 calories. Yeah, and then perfect. I got some like uh, dumpling things to go with mm. it. Nice. Now, it was really nice, but for someone who can't use chopsticks... <laughs> it was a disaster. Yeah. So I clicked the little section to say, please provide cutlery. Yeah. They provided chopsticks and a little spoon to soak up the ramen soup, but no cutlery, and there was none in my hotel room, and I couldn't be bothered oh going down to get. Yeah. So I googled how to use chopsticks. I thought you were going to say you yourself? drank it. What? Sorry. Did you teach yourself? Did I cheat myself? Teach yourself. Well, I tried to. Uh-huh. Didn't work out. I ended up just like it was a mess. Just like one, like, a one in each hand, just like <laughs> sucking it up. You can use chopsticks, can't you? Yeah. You tried to teach me one time. So you, it's like that now, though, isn't it? You put one there and then one there, and it's. I just do it like that. No, see, I can't. I, that's the way the YouTube that was telling me. So I've like went like that now. That's very difficult. Really? That looks like a weak claw. Because the yeah, that's because the YouTube said hold I don't one think there. I do it properly, but um, somebody taught me literally. Do you know the water margin in Korean? The guys taught me in there one time when I was a kid, and that yeah. I've always just done it that way. So no, I'm I'm a disaster with chopsticks. Such a handy skill to have, isn't it? Like I know a couple of people have said to me like it's difficult to learn, but one day it'll just like click yeah. and you'll be able to See, use I, them. I have a friend who can do it like really well, mm. and like down, I'm talking down to the last grain of rice in yeah, a bowl. Yeah, I couldn't do that. No. So yeah, that was it. Was, the food was really nice. It was just a disaster to eat. Um, landed in London on the Monday, so my EasyJet flight was cancelled from City. So luckily enough, there was uh, still some seats on a BA flight from City to Heathrow. I would usually fly in the Gatwick. Landed in Heathrow, 
and found out that there was a tube strike on. That's right, yeah. Nobody told me, which was very nice of them. Um, so luckily enough, the Elizabeth line was running. So I got on the Elizabeth line to Paddington and I was going to, the underground of Paddington was obviously closed. So I was like, right, I'll jump in an Uber, which should have been a 10 minute cab ride. Yeah. It was 55 minutes. Uh, Traffic oh just like was not moving. It was standstill. And it got to the point where, because I was going to Keen's Cross, I could see Keen's Cross like in the distance. And I was like, mate, just let me out and I'll I'll walk. Because what <laughs> took me like five minutes to walk would have been yeah. 20 minutes and sitting in the car. So, yes, I was in London last week. Um, that was pretty much it. I didn't really get up to an awful, well, just boring work stuff. We had a new release on the label last Friday. Did you? What one was that? Uh, It's two local guys. Uh, They're two brothers. A duo called Minerva. Oh, uh, yeah. With a vocalist called Moya. So, yeah, it came out last Friday. Um, Go stream it. The song's called You. Um, Yeah, what else have I been getting up to? I don't know if you noticed, but I used one of your uh, one of your songs I on, did, on my yeah. TikTok. I appreciate that. One, one of my two TikToks. Thank so you. I, don't worry, I got your back. I know I did. You, you did. My you my forty seven followers. <laughs> you've got more than ex- me. I've been exposed to your music. Yeah, you've got more than me. Um, How many do you have, Melissa? One hundred forty. Wow. Okay. So a thousand. Melissa yeah. has one hundred forty thousand, oh and I've got forty seven. Yeah. So I think on TikTok it doesn't matter. Your videos could perform better than mine. Yeah, on the, it's just on the way the algorithm that is works. True. That is true. Um, one thing that has been happening is so we're going away on holiday this Saturday, which I cannot wait to get away. Like I'm still going to be working and stuff. It's, it is worth pointing out just before you move on with that, Connor. We are going to be taking a couple of weeks off because Connor's gone forever. Yeah, like his well, holiday. Forever. I mean, you're, it's a long holiday. Like, well, I'm, it kind of like two the weeks, way it falls. It? It's like I'm away for th- I'm away for two weeks, but the way that it falls, it's like I'm away for three. Okay. Well, anyway, so we're going to take a few weeks off uh, after yeah. this. Yeah. Apologies. Um, so, yes, we're going to win holiday. Cannot wait to get away. Um, but live, which is amazing. And I don't think that a lot of partners do this. Live very kindly packs and like orders like everything. I obviously just pay for it. So she like sources, oh, okay, I've saw this. That will be really nice. What do you think? And I'm like, yeah, I like that. What and do you then, mean, like in terms of accommodation? or No, no, like clothes. Oh, right, okay. Like I would book like hotel and flights and stuff and then she would just sort uh, out like clothes okay. and everything, um, which is super helpful. That'd uh, be cool. And I'm very grateful for it. But she has, in my opinion, been going a little bit overboard. <laughs> now, we're only going away for two weeks, like I right. said. I think Liv has it in her head that we're going away for longer because in my mind, I have got way more clothes than I will need for two weeks. However, and, and bear with me at this point, because I've been having the same thing with Ashley, right? right. So I'd, I'd said to Ashley, um, we're going to Vegas in July and yeah. it's going to be like 40 degrees. And I said there, this is great. Like we're going to have all this room in her suitcase because you're only going to need shorts and t-shirts. That's mm-hmm. it. And she's like, think of how many you'll go through a day yeah. because of the sweatiness, do you know? So that is something you've got to take into consideration. Yeah. I s- On holidays, I change my outfit like three times a day yeah. because yeah. as a girl, you need, you're going down to breakfast outfit. You then go back upstairs and you get your <laughs> by the pool outfit. Mm. And if you're not just going by the pool, but you're going out to the shops, you need your by the shops outfit. Mm-hmm. You change back into your by the pool outfit if you come back to the pool and then you go upstairs and you get your dinner ready outfit. That's five outfits in one day. Shorts right. and t-shirt, mate, I know, is what yeah, you that's, need. That's, what, that's the way I think, yeah. Um, but, like, I came back from 
from London on Thursday night and we were driving back from the airport and she was like, oh yeah, I've bought you this, 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 this. And I was like, right? Like, why? I've got so much. And she's like, oh yeah, you owe me this amount of money. I'm like, right, okay. Um, so yeah, cannot wait to get away. I said on the last episode at the very end, because I got an email just as we were finishing the episode that I got some exciting news. Yes. Yes. I'm supporting Tiesto yes. this Friday at Bell Sonic, which we're is exciting. Um, Congratulations, that is amazing. I know you've done it before, but to yeah. do it twice is incredible. I know, like, it's great, man. I can't wait. Um, so yeah, doing doing the Bill Sonic show with Tiesto, Joel Corey and Shane Codd and then me and Shane and I think Joel is doing it as well. They're playing the after party in Limelight. Nice. Now I'm literally, my set, I come off, I think I finish at one and I am straight out the back door and going home to get a shower and then straight to Dublin. So that's crazy. My oh, first wow. day in Ibiza is, and I can't sleep on planes like yeah. I've said Honor, before. So my but you'll be able to go out and have like a proper sleep like yeah, on like, a lounger or yeah, something that's amazing I'm just like napping the whole afternoon yeah. amazing um, if you can like if you're going on holiday and you can have the first day as just a pool day yeah mm. when you're tired it's fine because you can literally sleep on the lounger it's only if you've got a jam pack first day you're like I actually can't survive this yeah well the good thing is that um, whenever we land on the Saturday Liv is going to a hen party because we're yes. tying in a wedding at the same time when we're in Ibiza so um, she'll just leave you to it. Yes. Great. So I'm I'm being left yeah. to myself. So what you need, right? See before you go to the the hotel for your your naps. Yeah. What you need to do is pick up a liter bottle of water and a share size bag of lays because when you wake up from that nap, all yeah. you will want is water and lays, and that's what holidays <laughs> is all about, yeah. isn't it? You're yeah. On holiday. Can't wait. Also, I'm having. I'll, I'll be able to talk about this because Liv doesn't listen to the podcast. So we're going. We're in Ibiza for eight days and then we're going from Ibiza to Barcelona for a week. Yeah. Now, Liv's birthday is on the 30th. Mm-hmm. She's 30 on the 30th, right? <gasps> wow. 30, 30 and yeah. thriving. So we've booked somewhere really nice to go for dinner the night before her birthday. The day of her birthday, we're just like chilling because it is her birthday and I've booked us like a really nice hotel and like a really nice room and stuff. The balcony of the room like this probably doesn't narrow it down because i know there's like hundreds of cathedrals in barcelona Uh but the hotel is like right beside a cathedral so we'll be able to have our breakfast on the balcony in the mornings overlooking the cathedral it's not that big sagrada Familia one is it that's Uh, like the most famous one in the world i don't know the hotel's called hotel colon i think i have no idea okay (laughs) i was really hoping you would say there you've booked her the new camp tour uh, we yeah. are going to the come here because I want to go, yeah. I'm so jealous. I love that. <laughs> but the, the only thing is, and I emailed the hotel to see if they could sort. So I wanted to get like balloons and stuff in the room for her birthday. Yeah. But they said that they can't sort it. And I, I like the language barrier. Who can't sort that? The like hotel, hotels are meant to be able to... Like I said, if I bring the balloons, yeah. would you be able to like blow them up? And they were like, no, we can't sort that. So I need Send to, her out to get coffee in the morning. I need to go and then try. Then will be all out of puff. I need to go and try and find um, a, a, a balloon, balloon shop. And party <laughs> shop in Barcelona somewhere. Do you know what? You'll probably just stumble sorted. across one. Yeah. yeah. That's class. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think that's pretty much it. It's just being boring work stuff. I can't wait for Friday. It's going to be great. I need to... I've got something to tell you. And this will probably be the end of our friendship. Oh, right. Wow. Now, I know. 
is it's an unpopular opinion that okay. I know that you will be so against. Me or yeah. us? No, you. Oh. Right, go. Coffee isn't actually that nice. Connor, shut your mouth. <laughs> It's I, not. I the, like coffee flavored things the, much more than I like the coffee drink. Yeah, the taste of coffee isn't nah. actually that good. No, nah, I completely disagree. See, with I that. love coffee, coffee sweets. Yeah. I love coffee yeah. ice cream. So the coffee I rebel. I love coffee. The coffee no, rebel. Mate. They've divine. taken it away, as far as I. Or yeah. is it the not one they've taken away? It's my favorite. Maybe it's not. It's the maybe the not one they've taken away because that's what it was. Because people were like weren't able to tell which one was a nut and which wasn't. So I think they've taken the nut one away. But no, the coffee ones. Like, oh me, honestly. Mm. I mean, I, I get it. It's not for everyone. But tell me this, right? Mm-hmm. When you walk into Starbucks, do you not love the smell? I love the smell of the coffee. It smells I, incredible. I do. Like, I drink coffee because I feel like I need to drink it to, like, yeah. keep me going at times. But it's yeah, it's not... So you, you wouldn't... I mean, I, I totally get that. Mm. I absolutely get that. Like, I love nothing more than trying different coffees. Mm. Um, Each to their own. It's just my yeah. opinion. Like, it's... I'll take it or leave it. Like. I get it. Like I mean, it took me. I think it's an acquired taste. Mm. Like it took me to work in a coffee shop to really appreciate yeah. different tastes in coffees. If you know what I mean. Like I, if I didn't work in Costa when I was younger, I probably wouldn't be the coffee drinker I am now. Yeah, because I'm usually like cappuccino, flat white, latte. I, yeah, I don't think I would be able to have like an espresso. See, I've started. I had an espresso in Italy. Yeah. At twelve o'clock at night. The Italian rules what? in coffee are so mad. They, so they, they are. brought them out um, at the wedding, but I think they had to, the bride and groom requested them because Would you apparently not be up all night. They, <laughs> they, they wanted no. more people up drinking. They're like, get more coffee. And <laughs> they do really it. frown, I think, upon you drinking coffee after like five o'clock. So, you know, so I I remember watching this YouTube video on the Italian rules and coffee. Right, so like if you go on holiday to Italy yeah. and you were to order like a cappuccino at two in the clock or two o'clock in the afternoon, the guy would just be like, no. why? Yeah. So they they have like breakfast coffees, lunch coffees, yes, and dinner yes. coffees. Yeah. It's mad. So like anything after eleven o'clock in the morning is espresso. Yeah. That's that's what they drink. And because a a latte is a breakfast drink, isn't it? It's the milky ones. Yeah. Because they're heavy, they see them as like a breakfast coffee. Okay. But like any apparently after eleven o'clock, they're kind of like anything like that's too heavy. It's like double single espressos or like mm. iced coffees, which is uh, yeah. I mean, did you like your espresso? I just stoned it. it. That's what you're meant to do. I love nothing more than it. She just thought it was a shot. I mean, I had Aperol, Limoncello Spray, (laughs) Limoncello Spray, wine, red wine, coffee. With with an espresso machine, you get all these different pods that are espressos, and Uh I love nothing more than trying them. Don't get me wrong, some of them are stinking, but some of them are so good and smooth, and oh, love it. Yeah. I don't think it's going to end their friendship. No, no. No. I'd be very surprised if, it did, if that ended our friendship. <laughs> I just was like, mate, I'm sorry, but we just, uh, this yeah, is where we're ending this. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Looking forward to Friday. We'll have like a bit of a day, evening yeah. at the festival and stuff. I'll tell you what we're doing. Since we're not doing an episode for a couple of weeks after this because Connor's on holiday, this is, it's turned into somewhat a bumper episode because we're at the R mark and we oh, are really? just about to do this week's quiz. By the way, I meant to say to you, right? I was out on a job on Saturday up at the movie house yeah. in Glen Gormley, and a lovely lady came up to me and said, Are you Curtis? And I said, Yes, I am. She goes, I love the podcast you no do with Connor and Melissa. Yeah, so uh, nine times out of ten people will say about the radio show, but she said about the podcast, and I stupidly forgot to get her name. So if that was you, thank you so much. Um, that I know is so nice. Connor and Melissa really appreciate that. I couldn't wait to tell them. Um, 
So yeah, thank you. Really appreciate that. Should we move on with the quiz? Yeah. Right, so uh, this is going to be relatively quick, actually. I couldn't think of something, and then I just went, where are they from? So this is the where are they from quiz. Okay. I'm going to give you a celebrity. You just tell me what country they're from. Simple as that. Okay. Okay, so we've got seven, I think. Seven. 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 Um, And we're starting with an easy one. Drake. Connor. Oh, I know. He's this. from Canada. Drake is from Montreal, Canada. Montreal, to be more so, specific. Is it not Toronto? I don't know, man. Pretty sure it's Toronto. Okay. <laughs> you lose half a point. Melissa gets the point. Okay, number two. <laughs> Actor Chris Hemsworth. Connor. Melissa. Chris Hemsworth. Melissa. Is Five, four. He's bound three, to be. Two, oh, he's from New Zealand. One. He Mel- is not from New Zealand, Melissa. Australia. Australia. Melissa gets the point. Well done. That's one each. Okay. Next question three. Tennis player Roger Connor. Federer. And Connor got there first. Got Roger Federer is Swiss. Switzerland. Well done. Two on the Connor. Okay. Singer Enrique Iglesias. Spanish. Spain. You're really just saying your name too fast. Because you're on your phone. I'm paying attention. Okay, so I think this one, this this one's going to be the trickiest out of the lot. I okay. reckon. Okay. Taylor Taylor Connor, if you get this, you win. It's not Taylor Swift. There's purposely no Americans in there because literally every celebrity in the world is American, okay. which okay. made this quiz particularly hard to do. Shakira. Melissa. Connor. Melissa got there first. Go ahead, man. Five. Um, four. She's Latina. She's she is, from, but four. from Mexico? No. Two, I went five, four, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> he was like trying to give you the point. He's like five, four, three, five. Uh, so she is Latina. I'm You're in the right region. Connor. Portugal. Colombia. Colombia is, is the right answer. Well done. That's so right. Connor wins the quiz. Do you want to go with the last two anyway? Yeah, Let's go on. Okay, so actor Ryan Gosling. Connor. Uh, Ryan Gosling New Zealand? Nope Melissa Melissa? Norway (laughs) Norway Ryan Gosling's a Viking Um, Ryan Gosling Australian? Nope So none of them are purposely American Melissa He's American And this one has been mentioned uh, Already, Canada. Yes, Canada. Okay. Canadian. And finally, Rihanna. Melissa. Barbados. Barbados. Yes. Yeah, so well done. Um, Connor wins. Well done. For that was a losing. relatively quick quiz, wasn't it? Yeah. So well, let's mix up for the, our length podcast so far. We yeah. haven't started. So let's move on. Oh, that's the wrong one. <laughs> was just going to uh, just kind of finish up the podcast there. Um, so this week we are talking about the media industry as a whole. We're talking about mostly radio because that's what the three of us do. But I mean, we've got some stuff to mention probably on social media with Melissa and uh, with the music industry too with Connor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've we've done this podcast for, have we been over three years doing this? It has, or Couldn't is it two years? Three no, years. No, two years. Like two and a half years. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Two, no, maybe not even two and February, a half because we started in February 2020. Yeah, so, so maybe approaching two and a half years. Two years, four months. Uh, we've been doing this quiz, and we've never really talked about our actual jobs. We should be like a mum and be like, "Oh yeah, we've been doing the podcast for 31 months." <laughs> I hate mums who do that. What what my son's know? 16 months. No, your son's one. Yeah, I'm four months. <laughs> 
That annoys me so much. It really does. Because it's just unnecessary maths that you have to do in your head, isn't it? She's like, okay, so he's what, like 16 months? That's what, like a year and uh, yeah. four months? He's yeah. one, shut I up. Know. So, yes. Anyway, that's Sorry. that off that's hard. Sorry to all the mums who've just offended. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I don't think you're offending anybody. Just say a year. I know. I think it's because, I don't know, but I think that like the doctors... Uh, what, they speak in weeks mm, What point months. does it stop? Does it stop when you get to two years Surely old? Surely when they're two, it yeah. has to 24 stop. months? I know, I've heard 24 months before though, so... My yeah, son's he's 890 months. months old. How many... Right, so hang on. What? How many months am I? If so I'm 31... You're, you're, you're a lot. <coughs> wow, yeah, yeah. thanks, Melissa. So, 31... 890 months is like 60. <laughs> yeah, um... No, so I've done that wrong. Never mind. He, he's, anyway. Are you he's, struggling? Yeah. I couldn't do the math. <laughs> I couldn't do the math. <laughs> Wait there, so you just you're, multiplied 12 by 30, yeah, 12 okay? 12 by 30. You're 360 months old, mate. Lads, I appreciate that. I'm a 31. <laughs> All right, so 12 times 31. 372 months. I'm like a tortoise. 300, like, <laughs> 360 months sounds better. That's tortoise years. people won't be able to work out what age you actually are. You sound are. like Gandalf if yeah. you say that. Oh, yeah, I'm 360 <laughs> months. All I hear is 360. Yeah. <sighs> anyway... Um, right, <laughs> I've completely lost track. Should we talk a little bit about our journeys yeah. into into radio? I know, Melissa, me, me and Connor have had a sort of similar one. Kind of, yeah. So you started earlier than me, so give us a bit about yours. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll be honest, like this kind of comes back to what we were saying at the start, like no one really has, a, everyone one just kind road. of falls yeah. into it. I had no real plan on getting into radio. Yeah. Um... I always listened to it growing up and stuff, but how I got into it was I started DJing first. I was DJing in a apologies. No, you're right. I was <laughs> I was DJing in an old club in Belfast called Avisa. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was DJing in there, and then uh, a guy who you will know who ran a community radio station in Belfast came up to me and he said, "Oh, I love the music that you're playing. We would love to have this on our Saturday night show." Um, is it something you'd be interested in getting into? I was like, yeah, great. So I went and have a chat with him. But I was only 17 at the time, yeah. so I wasn't allowed to do like the actual community station. I had oh, to do the yeah, online yeah, yeah, the station. Um, so I did that for like a couple, like a month or two before I turned 18. And then whenever I turned 18, then I went on the community radio. Spent like four, four and a half years, maybe even five years of community radio, longer than I, most certainly longer than I wanted to spend there. Um, started doing the Saturday night dance show and then had a couple of like weekend dance shows and then the opportunity came up to do an afternoon show. I was working, I was, I'd left, got sacked from <laughs> my job in Decathlon, <laughs> Decathlon sports shop in Hollywood and I was kind of in between jobs. So I was working in McDonald's at the time as I've spoken previously on the podcast about. Um, so I was working full time in there and yeah, got asked, would I be interested in doing the weekday afternoon show on the community station? I was DJing a couple of evenings, like a couple of nights a week. Wasn't getting paid a whole lot of money for it. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I'll leave my full-time job and go do radio five <laughs> days a week and not be paid for it. Um, which kind of, looking back on it, was maybe the good thing to do, yeah. but very reckless. <clears throat> um, I, I don't think it's reckless. Like I, think. I was still living at home and stuff. Yeah. So, it, uh, yeah, I didn't really have, like, any overheads and stuff. So, yeah, I, was, I, I did that and then tried to get into cool for a long time. 
um, and final, finally got in. Finally it happened. And I remember the the day. So I used to pester the bosses here, like just send yeah. emails. And I remember the day that uh, Stuart, our boss, emailed me and said about meeting up. I had left live to work and came home and was making scrambled eggs <laughs> and looked at my phone and he had sent me a message yeah. about meeting up for a coffee and I was like, oh my God. This is it. This is crazy. Um, so yeah, being a cool, moved, moved to Radio 1 and doing stuff at Radio 1. Um, and yeah, that's kind of nice the kind radio of full sort of circle thing. moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about you, man? So in terms of radio, like I'll I'll just move on to mine because um my road is similar to yours. So I I'd, I'd started DJing um in nightclubs. So I was working. Do you know Cafe Kiel and Banger? Yeah. <clears throat> I was in there, and then like I was doing sort of like Thursday nights and and stuff like that, just student nights. And then they moved me up to the main club on Saturday night to be the resident. So in terms of resident, what they mean is you're the warm up guy yeah. for um. It was all the cool FM DJs they had in. So it was like Hicks, it was Pete Snodden, yeah. it was PK and and all those guys. And I like you obviously get chatting to them, you get knowing them and stuff like that. And I at the time I was working for the water service, like mm. doing night shifts and then doing that in the in the evening as well, like DJing and then going straight to work after. So what I was happening? Yeah, yeah. It was the maddest thing. So what was happening was I was DJing until midnight. <laughs> and then my shift started at midnight, oh so goodness. I had to go, right, you take over and I have to go to work. So and I was you disappearing. Used, you used to like bring your work van and stuff with yeah, you, Yeah, so didn't I, you? I like turned up the gigs <laughs> in like a van, like that said Northern Ireland water on the side of it and like had the orange flashing lights on top and stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, speaking to the guys, like I got chatting to them about their jobs, like same as you, radio was something like I always listened that I had an interest, but I never mm. assumed that I'd be doing it, you know? Um, so yeah, I got chatting to them and they were telling me like, how about how it worked and you know like I, I remember Chandler Hicks and he's like yeah I do stuff during the day but then in the evenings I just go in and do like 7 to 10 just do the radio and that's me done yeah do you know what I was kind of like that sounds so cool like <laughs> yeah. why am I busting my balls when I could be doing that <clears throat> yeah. so I went to the actual radio station that you were on the community radio station and same thing just went like can I have a go and they put me on the you know I'd, I'd sent them a bit of a demo they put me on that internet station that you were on which is like their training station mm-hmm. did that for a couple of weeks and then they said to me you're not bad do you want to go on the FM station so I did and did I think I took over did I take over the Saturday night from you or did I do Fridays I think I had Fridays yeah. you had the Saturday night yeah. like dance stuff um, and I did that for a couple of weeks same thing They mm. at this point I'd left the water service and moved to Costa Coffee actually full time and uh, then they said to me do you want to go full time on, on the station same thing and I you say reckless like I just went right I'm going to go part time and, yeah. and cost the coffee and then go you know go do the radio full time as well which you don't get paid for obviously in community radio yeah I think it's like something that you, you need to like take that leap of faith That's, like yeah. I'm, I'm the worst person for it see if someone's coming to me and saying oh like I, I don't know whether to like leave my job yeah. and like I want to start up my, my start up my own business I'm like jump just do it yeah. go for I it I think that's the thing like it's different for a lot of jobs but in terms of media and DJing as well like I mean I can speak about it from that side as well but you're going to have to do a lot of stuff and not get paid for it Yeah, do you know and that's where you get the experience because you need experience so it is it, like you said it's a leap of faith you just have to go I'm going to do this and go for yeah. it and you know, it might not work out but no you need to put the hours yeah. in and yeah you need to grind and stuff so same thing then I was at that radio station for um, for quite a while and then just got the knock on the door from a radio station that was not this radio station yeah. but that was the stepping stone <laughs> from that radio station to this radio station yeah. and, and here we are but Melissa's story was so different to ours 
Yeah, I just walked in the door. Can I have them? <laughs> Melissa just turned up and went, I am Melissa Riedel. Yeah. Hire me. And they did. That's yeah. not what happened at all. Um, so I always wanted to be a presenter. And I, at the time, there were no courses. There are courses now. Mm-hmm. And one of our younger presenters, Ivana, like she she did the course in Manchester that at the time, if I was 18, would have been my dream course. Yeah. It's like, um, it covers everything, like TV presenting, radio presenting. You get loads of air miles in there um, and you actually fully get to practice but there was nothing like that available when I was applying for uni for people who don't know what air miles are so your air miles I mean very much like a pilot um, who has to get their air miles up before they can get their full pilot license those are miles in the sky that they fly ours are miles essentially so it's time on air yeah um because when we're live it says on air so we call them air miles as well um i had literally no air miles when i came to kill fm i did a degree in drama i didn't want to i didn't want to go into journalism because i didn't want to be a journalist i didn't want to write i didn't want to read the news i didn't want to present the news and I felt that journalism wasn't the right path for what I wanted to do. And literally the only thing that I could say would be like, um, would go hand in hand essentially was drama because there's a certain level of performance to presenting and the kind of presenting that I do off air as well, like in front of an audience, mm-hmm. you have to like have the confidence, you have to be well-spoken. And these are all things that are important in your drama, drama degree. And at the same time, I also just went to university because everybody else is going to university and I didn't like I don't come from Belfast and I genuinely like I don't know if it's controversial or not to say but I think there's an advantage coming from a big town I I come from Porklinone there is no one in my town Mm. like it's not even a town it's a village in fact it's a house in the middle of a field where I live I don't I didn't have a leg up anywhere I didn't have an in I didn't know anybody so I didn't know how I was going to do it and I find that so difficult. I was like, oh, it's always, they, they always say it's, it's who you know. And I yeah. didn't know anybody. I, I still don't know anybody. I still don't have like those kind of connections that other people do have. I think if you're from the city, the, the world gets smaller. But for me, Belfast, we came here once a year mm-hmm. um, to go to the Christmas market and do some Christmas shopping. Like Belfast was an hour drive away and literally a big trip. So it was so overwhelming to me. But Went and did my degree, then I moved home. And I actually only moved home because I did my degree in Liverpool. I moved home because I thought I was going to move to London and look for opportunities there. Um, But at the time, I couldn't afford to move straight to London. Like, London's so expensive. And I wanted to be able to set myself up, like, not worry about paying rent um, while looking for opportunities. So I was working for six months. I worked in Boots, Mm -hmm. um, which is where my love of makeup probably stemmed from. Um, And I worked in a bar at the weekend, so I worked flat out. And I was like, after six months, I was like, what am I going to do when I get to London? They'll ask me what I've done for the past six months and I'll be like, mm, nothing. Yeah. Just trying to save money so I could get here. So that's when I started looking for opportunities and I was looking for like work placements and I looked in the BBC. I looked in Cool FM. And at the time, Cool FM ran this really cool thing called the Cool Academy. It's so sad when I tell people this part of the story because when I used to tell my story, it still ran. It, is, it is starting up again though, I yeah. think. Keep an eye, keep an eye on our website. Um, for for a couple of years now, nothing has happened. But at the time, they offered um, this placement where you would spend five weeks here at Cool FM, then you would spend five weeks, 
somewhere else they would source you a placement and then you'd spend five weeks working for the charity that it worked in partnership with so I was like do you know what you have to be in there five days a week I'm gonna quit my boots job and I'm gonna live off my money that I make in the bar at the weekend mm-hmm. and it's like you say it is about sacrifice but I also think like it's important to recognize like like the position of privilege that we come from like I didn't have rent to pay yeah I, yeah that know, is true yeah I worked in a bar at the weekends <clears throat> I think I made four pound an hour and I could barely afford to fuel my car because I was doing crazy miles to come here five days a week mm-hmm. like the money I made just about fueled my car I couldn't have taken that risk and quit my job and tried to get into this if I didn't have parents who yeah. fed me my dinner and didn't charge me rent for, yeah. for my head so I think that like if you are in the position and you're young or just out of school and your parents are gonna like my parents didn't give me a ton of money like I'm not like super super privileged but I think we all come from a certain position of privilege where yeah. we yeah. have that and um, having that roof over your head, like if I had had to pay the rent that I pay now, mm. I couldn't have done it. I, no. I wasn't earning enough to even do that. So if you can take the risk, definitely do, because you are going to have to do a lot for free. So I did that for five weeks and then I went and I did my second placement at CMPR, which is um, Kathy Martin, who is now my agent. It all came full circle anyway. After my 15 weeks of placements, I didn't know what I was going to do. It was all over and I was stressed. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go back to cool and ask for an opportunity. But actually, the guy who worked up in the academy came to me. He rang me and was like, Melissa, how about we put in a demo and see what happens? And yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so glad you asked. Because I never asked for anything, which is so stupid. Yeah, you got to knock on the door. You got to ask. But I'm so backwards. Um, and I think that's partly from coming from the countryside and I wish I was a little bit different. I just got very lucky. So we put a demo in and then PK called me and was like, we like it. Come come in and we'll do mm-hmm. a proper one because we only put together a demo of like the recordings I did at my five weeks in the academy. So came in and did a proper one and they said they liked it and they wanted to train me up. And I was here for like six months, pretty much. Not every day, but I came in like maybe two or three days a week and I sat in that studio over there um, and I didn't have a job and I didn't have any money <laughs> and I just practiced and practiced and practiced until one day they said okay you're going to cover a show and then I covered shows until one day they said okay this is your show yeah. and that's how it worked and like it is so completely different all the time and I remember not kind of believing it was happening I, I actually like there's so many things I wish I would change about my own mindset because instead of enjoying that it was happening I was like this isn't really gonna happen this yeah. isn't really it and even when I got this show I was like it's not really my show like it's so stupid but like mm. I I for me it was almost too good to be true the whole time seven years later it's my show and uh, <laughs> I work at Kill FM and it's great <laughs> but it took me a while to get there and, and accept that it was happening because it was such a big dream yeah I couldn't really believe it but it worked out it was really cool it's 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 important to point out there too you're talking about the privilege and stuff like that there are like there are ways around it there was a point where whenever I was doing the community radio I went part time in Costa Coffee yeah. mm-hmm. and <clears throat> didn't have enough money so I went and got a full time job but I worked the hours around it yeah. yeah. so I was doing I was on the 10 to 1 show wasn't I mm-hmm. so I would have been done 10 to 1 show Monday morning to Friday morning and then I would have worked in the 3 store yeah, in the Abbey Centre from 2 to Two to nine. You've that got night. you've got um with radio you're only on three to four hours yeah. a day. So I also I forgot to mention I worked on the street team. Yeah. And I literally made most so I worked in the bar at the weekend and thank goodness they were so kind to me. Like if I got called in to cover a Friday night or a Saturday night shift. Yeah. I, I was like, I can't work tonight. And sometimes they're like, oh my gosh, Melissa, come on. But I was like, 
I, I said to them, I was like, if you think I'm going to choose the bar over like my dream job, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm never going to say, oh, I have to work. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Cool FM because that's what I want to do. And they were really understanding and that was, that was great. But also I worked on the street team here, which was like promotional work. And I worked for another promotional company. Um, I went to bars and I merchandised them. So I like, if, I, if we were doing merchandising for Corona, they had a promotion. I took all the posters and I put them up and I just drove around and did that. And like, there's lots of little ways you can make money. Um that aren't nine to fives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you have to find that. Like nobody can live on fresh air, unfortunately. No. Um, but if if you want to make it work and you can make it work, like go for it because you'll not regret it. Like, and also I think we've all forgot to mention a lot of us did the one to five shift. Like the yeah, gra- it's called yeah. the graveyard shift. Like yeah. for a long time, I wasn't on 10 to one. I was on no. one to fives. I remember going for a nap from like eight till 11 yeah. and then heading down the road to Cool FM like to work one to five yeah and that's that's where you get most of your air miles which we talked about earlier yeah I think like the most important like bit of advice is you need to you need to grind and it's a scary thought that you will want to do something yeah. but there will also be hundreds and thousands of other people that will want to do and the same thing so so competitive yeah, yeah so you need to like go that extra mile you need to yeah, you, like I gave up my day job. Like yeah. I, I, like I said, I was lucky enough to be DJ on a couple of nights a week and stuff. So I had a little bit of money and stuff coming in because once I got into radio, I was like, right, this is what I want to do. Yeah. So you need to like make those sacrifices. <clears throat> also, I think that um, it might be important to mention that like you're giving up your day job, you might be giving up a better wage than what you're coming into. Oh, yeah, you've got to do this for the love of it. Yeah. If people think you're going to come and make millions you're of, not no yeah like it's, it's, i think that's one of the biggest things that people are shocked by mm-hmm. yeah i think what, like when you get to a certain point in radio you can absolutely get paid well for what you do but you've yeah. got to go through those yeah. parts where you don't get paid well and and like it's not radio's not 100 percent what it used to be like we're not on like you know a chris moyles wage from circa the year 2000 oh, yeah. you know it's not like that anymore because <laughs> yeah. there's so many other media outlets these days and, and everybody's fighting for attention yeah but um yeah, like you say, you've got to do it for the love of it. And, and a lot of people do, and, and like the opportunities are there. It's, it's a thing you've got to go looking. Like a lot of people, a lot of people wouldn't go looking for community radio stations. They absolutely exist. You just yeah, got to knock on the door. Definitely. Do you know? And like there's. <clears throat> there used to be, I don't know if it exists since COVID. Maybe you can tell me, but mm-hmm. hospital radio used to be. A thing, yeah, and that's it's a still a thing. Yeah. As far as I know, it's still yeah. a thing. Yeah. Great like, way to practice. Like um, there's, there's a fine line. Like I said, I used to pester the bosses in here. There's, there's a fine line between being very keen and being yeah. stalkerish like yeah. with the Radio 1 bosses like I, I've been speaking to them for like six years mm-hmm. um, and I used to I didn't know anyone in Radio 1 so mm-hmm. I went on to LinkedIn and tried to find a contact and the first person that I found was Rebecca Frank mm-hmm. who is now the boss at Kiss mm-hmm. she was uh, a producer on I think Scott Mills's afternoon yeah. show so I emailed her, sent her a demo, which was horrible. Um, she very kindly got back to me, gave me some advice and stuff. And then from there, I started to like, that was my way in yeah. of like trying to get in touch with other people. I then got the second, couldn't get the big boss's email, but got the second boss's email, the deputy. 
and I would just send them demos like once a month, once yeah. every two months. And then I would email them and be like, oh, I'm going to be in London on these days. If you're around, it'd be great to catch up and stuff. I had no intention of being out in London. If he had agreed to meet me, you know I went. was buying a flight just yeah. for the day to go out and see yeah. him and then flying back. And that's that's how you got to do it. And it, like you say, there's, there's a bit of a fine line there because what you have to do is absolutely pester people because yeah. the people you're sending emails and demos to are busy people. So yeah. if they open that and read it, chances are 10 minutes later, they've forgotten you exist. Mm-hmm. So you do have to pester them, but there is a fine line between pestering and being yeah. a creep. Yeah. Um, and... Also, I think another thing to do is if you're going to send a demo, this is one that annoys me actually. If you're going to send a demo, like send it as a link, like a SoundCloud link. Make yeah. it easy to click onto, make it easy to remember, download it if you need to, but don't just send the file that's going to take up space. And no, the <laughs> thing my is, thing. the thing is as well, a lot of people like the these people that are running stations are very busy. Even if you're sending it to a presenter to get some feedback, like they're still very yeah. busy. Make it as easy as possible for them. Ninety percent of the time these people are going to be on their phones. Yeah. So send like a SoundCloud link because yeah. if you send a demo attached to an email, they're not going to go through the process of downloading it to their mm-hmm. phone to then listen. Yeah. It's just causing them a little bit hassle. Um, I think that's radio cover. That's our journeys anyway. I want you to briefly sort of talk about the music thing because that's relatively new to you. Do you know the music industry? Like yeah. how, how does that come about? <laughs> Again, I had no one... T- like I didn't think that was something that I could get into because here in Northern Ireland, there's no record labels. Yeah. In Dublin, in the in in Ireland, there's uh there's the major labels. So there's Sony, Warner, and Universal. Their their offices are in there. But I ne- yeah, I never thought of, of it as a path that I could go down. At the start of COVID, um, uh, at, at an independent label in London, where had a little bit of success with the dance track that they released. They then wanted to start a dance label. I knew a couple of people that kind of put me in touch with the guy who was running the label and said, you need to have a chat with with Connor. He's very, like, well-connected and stuff in, in the dance music. So that's how that came along. I started to do some scouting and A&Ring, um, finding tracks and signing artists and stuff that way. Um, so I was there for about a year. And again, like, it was it was just completely alien to me, this, the label the and the music industry side of things, because I... Just never experienced it before, so I was just like a sponge taking everything yeah. in, asking so many questions. And that's another thing: don't be as scared to put your hand up and ask a question, which I think a lot of people are yeah. because they're worried in case people think, "Oh, this person doesn't actually know what they're doing." Well, no mm. one knows what they're doing at the start. No one even knows what they're doing now. Everyone's just winging it. So yeah, I I was there for a, about a year, a little over a year, and then the opportunity came about to to do a, a label deal with Universal and start up my own label. So yeah, yeah, that's that's how that came about. And is there anything you can add, like in terms of social media, Melissa? Because social media is a funny one because so much of that is down to you and not other people, isn't it? Yeah, I think social media is interesting because it's been growing with me. Um, since I sort of came to Cool, like when when we all arrived at Cool, I mean we all arrived relatively around the same time, maybe give or take a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, social media was not a thing, and it was not something that you could make money off. That's for sure. Um, and when I was at university, I remember just getting Instagram, and you literally like a picture you'd put of your foot on your story, like that was your great post, and it was pure blurry. Your screen <laughs> might have been dirty, like you know. It, Instagram was not the curated kind of feed yeah. that it is now. There were no videos on it. There were no reels. Like, there wasn't anything like that. Um, but social media is one that I get asked about all the time. Because obviously, 
it's now like my job. I, I would go as far to say it's my full time job because I'm creating content all the time. Um, I don't really know where to start. I, I always get asked about people who, in fact, I literally filled in a questionnaire recently. I probably should find my answer and just read that because that was uh, the most detailed one I had given. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. I just want to point out there, Connor, whenever I said social media is down to you and nobody else, not, not, I'm not saying like everybody else did the work for you. If you know what I mean? Like I know you put in the hard yards and stuff like that. But I mean, it's so much about networking whereas social media is... Oh my is, God, yeah, definitely. Do you know what I mean? Like you need, you need to put yourself in front of people. Yeah, but with social media, it is... It is you, like you're the yeah, one yeah. doing the work to yeah. try and tailor it to your audience. Yeah, definitely. Um, I get a lot of questions like, can you give some advice to to like a young girl who wants to give it a go? And like, to be completely honest, my number one thing is like work towards a career and do social media on the side. And that's not me putting down and saying, don't be a full-time influencer yeah. because I... Essentially, I'm a full-time influencer, but I'm just very lucky that I also have radio as a job as well. And I would not give up radio to do social media because it can be very lonely. It can be like you are your own boss. You are your own manager. You are on your own time, which is great. These are all great things. But you don't have work colleagues. You don't have people to bounce ideas off. You don't have people to rant to. Oh, you've got us. I know, but like (laughs) if if I didn't work here. Yeah, I know. I just think I'd yeah. be so lonely and people really do chase being an influencer and there are so many positives that come with it. But I think like, you know, the way that it happened for me is the way that I would want it to happen for anybody because it's so, like, it's so organic and it's it's been such a lovely journey for me. Whereas I see people chasing the social media thing and it's just, uh, there's so many people doing it and it's, it can just be a bit competitive and a bit maybe not nice sometimes. I haven't experienced any of that, but I've just seen it yeah. between other people. And I just like, I like having the balance of having a job as well. And also because it's so, you know, different from month to month, like you could be struggling one month to pay rent and then you can have a really busy month and you obviously have to learn how to balance your income as well. Whereas at least I have my steady income from Cool FM that I can yeah. always rely on and everything else is just, then it doesn't matter what order it comes in. But if somebody does really, really, really want to do it, my advice is to 100% find your niche. Like I genuinely don't think that, I mean, you can, you definitely can just be a pretty face on the internet and have a million followers. There there are a few like that, but there are a few and far between. I feel like if you want to succeed in social media and online, you need to have a niche. Like people come to my profile if they want something, they don't know what to wear today mm-hmm. or they don't know what to wear on a night out. So my niche is like, I, I offer the service of styling for people and people know they can come to my feed and see that. You can be funny, you can be the yeah. person that people go to to cheer people up. You can be a foodie. You can be the person that tells people all the best restaurants in all the best cities. You can be somebody who does recipes. But like, you have to have a reason for people to come to your profile. And I, yeah. I literally think that's the one thing people don't realize. No, it's, yeah. it's all original. I think that's one of the most important things that if you want to succeed, you, you need to find that. And I think that people who don't do well are people who maybe try to do too much of everything. Mm-hmm. You've got to accept and sit into your niche and I, I really think you'll do better that way and obviously like I don't know everything and there's no written rule but that's the strategy that has worked for me um, and it was never really a strategy I actually just ended up doing what I loved but I know that people come to me for 
makeup and fashion and mm-hmm. they are the things that I love luckily yeah so yeah that would be my number one uh, tip and then obviously be as consistent as you can be while probably working full time because you do need to be uploading every day at the start if you can and that's really tricky especially in Northern Ireland when the weather is so bad yeah you can't get photos you can't get good light like I know <clears throat> the struggle but if you're trying to grow, I think being consistent because people people want to like if people choose to follow you, you want to be popping up to remind them that you exist. Yeah. yeah. And popping up and being like, oh, my gosh, I love her. Like, I what, wonder have I missed any of her posts, mm. like things like that. So they would be my two top tips. Cool. Right. Well, let's get into some of the questions then. Um, we'll try and get these answered because we're now, we're now sitting on like an hour and a half. This is uh, Give the people what they want. This man. is long, isn't it? Um, right, Lynn Porter says, what do you recommend doing after uni? I'm graduating from broadcast production this year. That's maybe one for you, Melissa. I didn't go to uni. Um, do you know where she's at uni? No, but I, I mean, I think the, the, the natural answer there is just try then to get... Well, like, yeah, use, use just the... Just get started. In, in uni, you, you definitely get plenty of experience that yeah. you can go and tell people about. So where do you want to work? Um, go and... The thing that I found hard after uni was like, my dad's such a wee country man and he's a farmer and he was like, oh, so you're going to get a job now? And I was like, I remember saying to him, this is just the start. Like, I'm not going to get paid for a couple of years. And he was like, what? <laughs> You've just paid all this money to go to university. You're supposed to get a job. Yeah. But like in this industry, like the the work without pay starts now. Like yeah. You need to go and offer your services somewhere as like a volunteer. Um, yeah like as an intern, see see how many placements you can get and just start applying. Yeah. Um, um, once you get that built up, like people will want to hire you. Yeah. Because the thing, well, my own personal view of it is like uni is obviously great and it's great to go get a degree and a master's and stuff and even have that to fall back on as an option if like the media yeah. side of things isn't something that you want to get into but the time that you're spending in uni yes you're learning stuff but you're not actually actually getting real life you're experience. not getting the experience yeah. so the time that <clears throat> me who left school at 16 and just went out and started working by the time a same person is leaving uni I have got four or five years experience yeah. ahead of them and I'm also starting to get paid. Do you know one of the most interesting stories I've ever heard? It's from John Kern. She does the Cool FM downtown cash call, right? So uh, John used to work at a radio station called TalkSport, yeah. which is big national sports radio station. He used to do the overnight shift there, I think, um, which is amazing. Like, that's a huge job. Now, he was telling me about that one time and he was saying whenever he was there, Nick Grimshaw, who used to do the Radio 1 breakfast show, was there as like an intern. Yeah. As like, so he was basically a runner making people tea and stuff like that at the time. And then he went on to do Radio 1 Breakfast Show and stuff mm. like that. So those jobs exist. You know, you might, yeah. you, you're not going to go into a radio station and get the breakfast show. No. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't work like it that. It doesn't work like that. You might have to go in, you might have to take a job where you, your do, like your job is to be a you producer. You want to be there, yeah. To answer the door and bring the guests to the studio and sit them down. That might yeah. be your job, but that's like... You're making connections. I yeah. remember when I came to Cool FM and did that placement and I was making like maybe a coffee for David who worked upstairs and for the girls from the charity and I was like, I'm going to make the best coffee they've yeah. ever tasted yeah like you want like if you don't want to make coffees tough yeah make, make the best coffee like and and make it with a smile on your face and because th- you just don't know who you're going to impress no. the thing that i learned and i learned this pretty early on is if you're in a radio station in that capacity so you're, you're not doing a radio show you're maybe 
a producer or mm-hmm. something like that. Learn how everything works, right? Yeah. Learn how the playout system works. Learn how to produce jingles and adverts and stuff like that because one day somebody's going to be there and they're not going to... Like, they're not going to be Somebody's going to switch... Like, have an off day or something yeah. like that they're going to be off sick and so you're going to get asked the question you know how to produce a jingle yes I do because that, like, that's kind of my backup job mm-hmm. in here is so uh, PK does like all the jingles and stuff like that when he's off it falls to me mm-hmm. solely because I learned how to do that as the more skills you have the yeah. more beneficial you are to that organisation so get in there learn everything maybe producing jingles isn't what you want to do but if you can do it yeah, you're in there for a reason you know uh, so yeah that would be my one there is, is just go that's it's once you're out of uni it's time to go and start getting experience you're, you're not going to walk in and get a breakfast show but no. you, it's time to go out and, and start getting experience uh, Craig says what is the best route for a complete novice that would <laughs> love to get into radio I think it's the sort of route that you and me took really fine I mean uh, I was a complete novice yeah. when well, yeah, I came no, that's here true. as well but just uh, like I think uh, you know why I joked and I was like I walked straight into Gil FM but like I wouldn't expect I think don't go in expecting you're going to get a job at the number one radio station no yeah, like, definitely not work in hospital radio, community radio, get some air miles, see if you can get on a smaller station and like work your way up the way you would like working towards promotions in jo- in every nine to five. Exactly. It's the same thing. You're not going to walk in to Vodafone and be like, oh, I want, I want to be the manager. And be like, yeah. I want Richard Branson's job. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not going to happen. You need to work your way up. And if you think that's going to happen, you're very naive. I think <laughs> in this day and age though, right? And and this is something that I swear by. If you want to get into radio or you yeah. want to get into like a job where you speak to people for a living, start your own podcast. It costs nothing to do. All you totally need okay. is a decent microphone. And like I started, so my friend Adam, who's a sports journalist a couple of years ago, like him and me both love American sports. Mm-hmm. So we decided let's start an American sports podcast because Northern Ireland doesn't have that. Um, and it'll be fun. Yeah. But the reason I did that was I was getting a bit of radio coaching at the time and they said to me, you need to be more conversational on air. Mm-hmm. And that's how you learn that. You literally have conversations. And and that's like, I can be more chatty now yeah. on air as opposed to having that radio voice simply because I started a podcast yeah. and it was one of the most beneficial things I have ever done. You might have four listeners that doesn't matter. It's practice for you. Podcasts yeah. weren't a thing when I knew this is what I wanted to do. So I started a YouTube yeah. channel. And even like, I think the important part about that is, and it's the same with the podcast, if you edit it. When I edited it back, I literally critiqued myself yeah. from start to finish, from how I spoke, from how loudly I spoke, how I projected my accent, mm. if I paused enough between sentences. Like, <clears throat> you, you've got to, like, work on it yourself you've got yeah. to you've got to be well spoken if you mm-hmm. want to do this job yeah like it literally is important because the entire of northern ireland well if you're on the biggest station in northern ireland of course but they have to be able to understand yeah. what you're saying on air like these things are important um so yeah a podcast is such a good tip i think a lot of people are put off doing a podcast because i there's now a million and one podcasts like mm-hmm. that it's such a saturated market but the way I look at that is what's one more it's, you know? exactly. not about, like, it's not about having listeners you don't have to have the biggest podcast you're doing it for you yeah. you can you can record yourself and literally never upload it when I used to rehearse for my obviously I did drama so I was practicing for shows mm-hmm. I recorded my lines and played them back to myself and repeat they were never uploaded anywhere that was just a way for me to learn and make sure I was saying it right and see yeah. if I could say it better like I think the the tool that you have on your phone where you can record yourself is your, that's your creative you need. gift. Like just, like, yeah. just start. Like that's it. Like don't just overthink it. Don't think it, yeah. that you need the most expensive laptop or equipment to get started. Like just 
use your phone like Melissa said and just get going. So the guys, you know the two Johnnies um, from Dublin? Mm-hmm. They yes. did that whole GAA scandal thing you've probably heard loads about. Yeah, Have yeah. you the GAA catfish scandal? Mm-hmm. So they started their podcast, right? And got like built it up from nothing to millions and millions of listeners, and now they have a show on RTE too. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That's how it goes. That that's where I can get you to. As long as if you've got the skills and yeah. you can showcase them, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Um, right. Okay. So hopefully that answers that question. So, what were people's reactions when you told them you wanted to do radio? <laughs> Melissa, do you want to go first? <laughs> I mean, I I think I've already touched on it. My dad yeah. is a farmer. He wanted me to be a nurse or a teacher, and that's no disrespect to either of those occupations. But my dad just wanted me to get into a job where you would get good salary and yeah. good holidays, and that's what he wanted for me. Because, as I say, there's literally nobody where I come from who does what I do. Mm. I think they think I'm nuts, and <laughs> I think they probably still think I'm nuts. Look at they, you now. Well, they definitely thought I not I was nuts when I said I was going to do it. Now that I did it, which yeah. I'm so thankful for, and like pinch myself constantly because if it hadn't worked out I would have had to listen to a lot of I told you so's that's the least I'm gonna say like people didn't think it would happen for me mm-hmm. um and I I think I'm so stubborn that I didn't want to admit that I didn't know if it would happen for me either like I just really wanted it to but people I wouldn't say I I always say my parents supported me loads but I wouldn't say in the same sentence that they were super supportive of what I wanted to do Yeah, because uh, I think they wished that I wanted to do something else yeah to be honest I mean but but that's one of those things isn't it you're going to have different reactions all the time like Mm -hmm. your parents might be like what are you playing at and literally it's only because they care and they want the best for you and they want you to be in a stable job with like a stable steady income see it was the opposite for me because I remember the time so I was working in Costa as a team leader Mm -hmm. I was on the like sort of the course to get moved up to a manager Um, there was talk of you know in a couple of years maybe running my own store or something like that and that was all brilliant, but I remember coming home to my mum and dad and being like, I've been offered a, like a full-time position on a community radio station, I'm going to take it and go part-time. And to be fair, they were just like, okay, yeah. yeah. as long as you can look after yourself, mm-hmm. go for it, you know? And luckily, like you say, privilege again, I was still under their roof and mm. obviously I was paying a bit of housekeeping and stuff like that, so I wasn't paying an extortionate rent. So obviously that's not for everybody, but again, if the opportunity's there, you know, you got to take it. So yeah, luckily my parents were super, super supportive and just kind of went, okay, do whatever you want. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What about you? Yeah, I, mean, I was the same. My mum was like super supportive um, and we, like weirdly just kind of, not that she didn't care, but just kind of like let me be and like... Yeah, that's nice. Sounds cringe, but like find my own kind of thing that I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, I I left full time job to go and do community radio, like you said, Curtis. Um, was DJing like two, maybe three nights a week at the time. Yeah. So I had a little bit of money coming in. I was maybe giving my mum like fifty pound a week or something housekeep at the time. Um, so yeah, like she was super supportive and stuff, and even like she understands what I do with like the radio, but the label side of things, she just she she doesn't understand it and I I don't think a lot of people do which is fine but I yeah she was super supportive which was which was great that's cool I think at the end of the day like don't be afraid to tell someone if it's if it's what you want to do no I think now it's easier than ever to tell people like literally we live in a world of social media where people talk to their phones talk to screens talk to cameras I think you know seven years ago when we were starting out Instagram didn't exist, Reels didn't exist, TikTok didn't mm. exist. It was very weird to want to be 
working on a platform where you spoke to people yeah. and only very few people did it, I think I I would think that it would be much more accepted now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that is all the questions. There's only one more question there, and that's about the cash call, so we're not going to answer that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Hopefully that helps. Hopefully that has given you a bit of an insight. Like like we said at the very start, there's no one journey into this yeah. job. Like, I, I have friends who are radio presenters who have degrees in geography yeah. and law, and, like, there's just, there's no one way into it, but mm. if, you know, there's always a way, and, and you'll be able to find it. You just have to find I the way for even you. even if everything we said isn't helpful, if I had listened to this when I was hoping to do it, I would have still, at the bare minimum, find it super reassuring mm-hmm. to hear that, like, okay, um, like, there's no set way, and they worked really hard, and it worked out for them. Like There's not, like, it's always that saying, like, fake it till you make it. Yeah. Kind of thing. 100%. Like, I used to bluff something shocking whenever I was on the community yeah. station my first interview was with Avicii whenever he just released <laughs> Levels oh my and word. I was like yeah I'm on the biggest uh, radio station in Northern Ireland have the biggest Saturday Night Dance show and <laughs> no one was listening but it just I, I don't know why they decided to do that also one I, I watched it a while back um, you know Charlie Sloth yeah so Charlie Sloth used to be on Radio 1 he's now at Apple yeah and Charlie Sloth did a, an interview. You'll be able to find it on YouTube if you go find it. Um, and basically, he was told, I think eight or nine times, you will never work in Radio 1. Yeah. Like, you will never get into this building. You'll never have a show. And he just kind of kept, kept crafting away and grinding, and he just didn't give up. So you will, if especially in the media industry, whenever you get in, you will hear the word no a lot. Mm. Don't, like, don't let that kind of and just people forget put you down that they said and, no yesterday and they'll yeah, say yesterday people yeah. are so busy yeah like don't no don't don't, don't take, let it set you back yeah. turn that no into a yes yes nice positive words to finish on hopefully that has helped you I know that's a bit of a niche one so a lot of our listeners won't want to get into radio or media or anything like that and that's a bit of a niche episode this week but loads of people have asked for it so uh, we just thought we'd, we'd answer those questions it's as best we could it's a friggin long episode as it well is, isn't it is and it's the last one for a while because Connor is off on holidays sorry so we're going to be Do you know what I'm not sorry I, no, I, I can't wait sorry. to go in holidays I'm just wondering how long the break's going to be because if you're away for nearly three weeks by the I'm time I'm away for nearly three weeks and then I have to go to London whenever I come back by so the time we get like, back I'll I'm getting off on, on my 10-day holiday. July. I'm going on a couple holidays. Right, so we might see you in August then. Love you, <laughs> bye. To be fair. Yeah, I'm going away the, like the last week of July and the second okay. week of August. Wow, well, okay, so I'm away the first week of August. Yeah, me too. I'm see you around about Christmas then, probably. Yeah. Um, no, we'll, we'll, try and, we'll try and squeeze a couple of episodes in and around those, those wee breaks that we're all taking and stuff like that. I think we've kind of agreed that the, the seasons thing and, and weekly episode was a nice thing to do during the pandemic, but now it's maybe better just to go like yeah. one episode every couple of weeks. I yeah. mean, it's a little bit of a spanner in the works to throw in at the end, but I feel like today's episode could have been cut into two episodes. Yeah. Um, We're not doing that now. Not, yeah, that's too much hassle. Because Curtis also well, it would editing take, it. It would take literally saying, and that's the end of this week's episode, but we're going to cover this in next week's episode. Hello. Melissa? This no. is this week's no. episode. No. no, do you know why? Because no. I said last week or on the last episode that we're going to cover this in the next episode. Let's Are just live with it. Okay. Let's just, live let's with it. just cut this bit out of what Melissa just said. And no. then we'll t- I, I feel like... You think I'm going to edit this? <laughs> Absolutely. It's two hours long. Yeah, so we will be back whenever we're back. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we appreciate it as always. Don't forget that if you want to be listener of the week, whenever we do come back, Melissa has all the details. Yep, you know them by now. Send us a DM. Tell us on Apple Podcasts what you think of us. How amazing we are. Um, five stars on Spotify. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Oh, whatever you get up to. Sorry, I was in the middle of yawning there. 
Whatever you get up to in the next couple of weeks, have a good one. We will see you soon. Bye. Take care. Bye.